It's time for Football Friday Night in Southern Ohio. Mix 96 FM, Total Media, and Jackson County Broadcasting proudly present Jackson Ironman Football. Tonight's broadcast of Ironman Football is brought to you by Sheward Folks Insurance, Belicio Foods, Ohio Valley Bank, Liella Lanes of Wellston, Paisley Permanent Cosmetics, Atomic Credit Union, Agent R Block of Jackson, A&A Truck Stop, Dave's Custom Butchery, Dan Daly State Farm Insurance, Nimco Propane, Four Winds Community, Riser Equipment, McDonald's of Jackson, Queen Bee Cleaning, Miguel Christian Salon and Day Spa, Osborne Equipment Service, Jackson County Banking Center, Darrow Insurance Agency, and Light New Cleaning. Jackson Ironman Football is also brought to you by Gallia Vinton Educational Service Center, Temple Fitness, Auto and Truck Tire Center, Iron City Implements, Wagner Rental, Jackson County Health Department, Glass Garage, Hoser Health Systems, Howard Hanna Realtors, Higgins Steel Roofing, Dunaway Motorsports Garage, Infinity Insurance Solutions, Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am and KO of Jackson, Red Wolf Dog Kennel, General Mills Totinos, Webb's Heating and Cooley, Angles Garage, Brian Moore Construction, Dakota's Roadhouse, Gillum Insurance, sponsor of the Player of the Game, Hothead Burritos, sponsor of the Coach Andy Hall pregame show, and Monroe Collision Center, sponsor of the Collision of the Game. Now, with all of the exciting action of Football Friday Night and Jackson Ironman Football on Mix 96 FM and around the world on the Total Media Radio app, here's Dan Dobbins, Dan Morrow, and Pete Wilson. As we begin the third season, as the he broke the coach Hall broke the season down into the non-leg, the leg, and now the post the postseason and the, the Ironman at home. And this time they draw a team pretty familiar with them. We saw uh, back on September 23rd the Miami Trace game. Apple Bowl. We won an Apple Bowl, and it was against Miami Trace, and it was a dandy football game that was 35 to 28 into the fourth quarter. The Ironmen have two late touchdowns to make the score a little more deceiving than it really was, but it was a Big win for the Ironmen on their way to a Frontier Athletic Championship, which we got a broadcast last week, and that was a thrill. It was, and uh, by virtue of the seedings in the uh, Region uh, Region 11, uh, Division 3, the Ironmen will have uh, two home games. They've got to win this one first, but they will, are, are guaranteeing a second home game here in this tournament. Our 18th year of being in the playoffs, six straight, and our 27th game that we have had the blessing to broadcast. We have got to do every Ironman playoff game since the playoffs started, and we are excited as everybody else is. It's it's a fun time of year. It is one and done, so you cannot falter. you got to play well every time out, but I think our Jackson Ironman are thinking that way too. Pete Wilson is back with us tonight after uh, sitting out a week as we he had Brock Netter seven for him last week. And you'll hear more from Pete. Here, right he now. should be rested up. He is. Yes, you should be that. ready to go. Right now it's time for the Andy Hall pregame show, so we'll take it downstairs and listen to this week's version of the Coach Andy Hall. Welcome to the Coach Andy Hall pregame show, starring Jackson Ironman head football coach Andy Hall and myself, Dan Morrow. Tonight's show is sponsored, as it has been every week this year, 
by Hothead Burritos. They are located on McCarty Crossing Plaza on East Main Street. Remember, Hothead Burritos, they go from mild to wild. Coach, what a night in Chillicothe last Friday night. A notoriously hard place for the Jackson Ironmen to win football games, and our Ironmen clinched a Frontier Athletic Conference championship with what is truly a hard-fought 21-7 win over the Cavaliers. Yeah, I was so very proud of our kids Friday night. You know, we knew going into that game it was going to be a battle. Every time we come to Hernstein Field, we've said this many times, it's always a, a hard-fought game. Uh, we've we've lost some tough ones. We've won some tough ones. And, you know, as you go into that contest, you know, a lot of people are, are comparing scores and looking at, well, Courthouse beat them there. And then, you know, we had such a great game against Courthouse the week after, and they're thinking, well, you know, it should be an easy win. And, you know, it wasn't. And we know that our kids you know, were prepared for a tough battle. And you look at the scoreboard right before halftime, and it's still 0-0. And both teams are kind of, you know, working out through their game plans. And both defenses are playing really well. And, you know, give our kids credit there. And right before the half, we had a, we had put a good drive together. And Nolan Johnson scored scored from about five, six yards out and made it 7 nothing And, you know, I thought right before the half was a key point. You know, our defense got a stop on the goal line. You know, Chilcotti rushed out their field goal team to kick a field right before half, and, and uh, Landon Camp blocked it. Sent us, the, you know, in the halftime score was 7 nothing. And I thought that was a huge momentum swing to, you know, finish the first half and help us into the second. Oh, no question about it. And, you know, a couple, little bit of thing of history there. We got invited into this Frontier Athletic Conference six years ago. We've won our fourth championship. That's pretty special. We've been the dominant team in the league. There's everybody. It's a competitive. It's big schools. It's big-time football. There's no question about that. But now this is your 14th year. You won five SEOAL championships. And now four out of six Frontier Athletic championships you've set the bar high but it's really been an exciting run you know it has and this is always our you know every year it's our first goal you know for our team is to win a conference championship no matter what conference you're in and you know like you said it's very it's been a very competitive conference this year you know we talk about Chilcotti and, and um, Courthouse being seven and one when they played each other in that week eight matchup and um you know, for us to be able to win five straight in the league, to win the conference outright, was a, a great feat for our kids. Um, you know, going in after the Tri-Valley game, I've said this many times, you know, two and two, and um, heading to Wittersburg that next week, and you know, this season was on the brink. And I told our kids, I said, just stay with the plan. And you know, we knew that first five games, our, two, our first two scrimmages in our first five games going to be brutal. And that was what we were playing for, is to get used to games like Friday night. You know, I told them going into the Chilcotti game that, you know, you're not going to see anything you haven't already seen already. And because of that experience, that can help you overcome, you know, a, lack, you know, a lackluster start or a, a time during the game where things aren't going well for you. You know, you can look back and say, okay, we've been here before. And that's the whole purpose of playing such a tough schedule is to get your kids ready for championship nights. And I thought it really helped our kids perform. And like I said, in the second half, we dominated, I thought, um, and came out with a great victory. 7-0 going into the fourth quarter, and you know what? We had two long drives in that quarter. We had a drive, let me read the stats here, in the fourth quarter. 11 plays, 67 yards, Kate scores a touchdown. They come back and score a pretty quick touchdown to finally get back within one score again. 
And then the biggest drive of the game, in my mind, was nine plays, 75 yards, and it was uh, Braden Powell going in for the score. But what we did there was eat up four minutes. Basically, in the fourth quarter, we held on to the football literally probably uh, 12 of the 14, you know, or whatever, 10 of the 12 minutes in that quarter. Yeah, you're right. And I think that, you know, we weren't throwing the ball really well at that time, and our offensive line was starting to take control of things. And, um, you know, even, even Jacob come over to me and said, we, we used to run the football, you know, and he understood what we needed to do. But it was his arm on the third down and, and 15 play that really got us over the hump. You know, things weren't looking well, and we were behind the chains, and you know, we ran a play-action pass, and, and he threw a ball to Cade Wolford, and, and still to this day, I, it's hard to believe Cade caught that ball. I mean, that guy was all over him, and he went up and made just a great catch and got us the first down. And I think from that point, our kids realized, okay, this is ours, and we, we continued to run the football in between the tackles. Um, like I said, Braden Powell was able to score from a couple yards out and you know, really kind of put things away. But the, to be able to ball control them that fourth quarter spoke volumes of our kids, especially our offensive linemen, our strength you know, at this time of year, and be able to win a championship like that was pretty rewarding. Stats for the game. Jackson, 20 first downs to 12 for Chillicothe. We outrushed Chillicothe. Now listen to this number, 271 yards to 30 yards rushing for Chillicothe. You're not going to lose in a game like that. Uh, we had total total yardage with 316 for the Ironman, 168 for Chillicothe. We had eight penalties. That was kind of a big number, but we were able to overcome them. You're right, and the penalties is what really hurt us in the first half. You know, I think most of them were in the first half. Uh, dominated the ball on the defensive side. Like I said, give up, you know, 160 yards total offense, 30 yards rushing. Uh, but that was the key to our, our win. But, um, you know, we, 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 we kind of self-imploded there for a while. You know, we kept, you know, we get a big play and it got called back. You get a big play, get called back again. And, you know, it really hurt us in that first half. But, like I said, we really buckled down in the second half and got things going. And, and like I said, a victory in, in a conference championship like that, like that, it doesn't matter what the score was. And we were very happy to come out victorious. And, and again, um, just very proud of our kids. You know, we talk about the offensive line play was very good. Defense overall great. How special with Cade Wolford? He goes 25 carries, which is more than he normally gets, 156 yards rushing, and it was hard treading against a very good Chillicothe defense, and then that big catch. So he has two receptions for 52 yards. Uh, huge game offensively for Cade. He did. It's probably overall his best game of the year, maybe not statistically, but just like you said, a lot of those carries were, were rough yards to get, and but able to move the chains. And, you know, he just he's really coming into his own. We know he's a special athlete and special player, but uh, – you know, he understands, too, there's a lot of kids around him that can help him be successful. And, and, you know, last week was his night to really kind of carry the rock. And like you said, we usually don't have a kid carry that many times, but he was in a rhythm and felt like that he could get the job done and just proud of his efforts. You've said all along, all year long, we do a pretty good job of stopping the run. This game, this is a league championship game. Chillicothe's been able to run the ball throughout most of the season, even though they're a pass-first team. But... 30 yards total rushing on 19 attempts. That's a yard and a little less than a yard and a half per attempt. That's going to win you a lot of football games and championships. It does. And, you know, all these teams now, you know, you see the air raid offenses, you see the quarterback and the shotgun throwing it all over the place. And I keep telling our kids, you still have to stop the run. You know, I don't care how good the quarterback and receivers are. If you can stop the run and get teams to be one-dimensional, 
then you can put enough pressure on the quarterback at that point and, and make him make mistakes. So uh, we thought we did that with the you know the Dowdy kid last week. You know we put a lot of pressure on him. We did that the week before against Courthouse. He would th- put up some great numbers, and we stopped their running game and made the Thompson kid throw it around, and he struggled doing that as well. So you know it, you know tonight's no different. You know we look at the league offensively. You know against Miami Trace, with most points we gave up in the league all year. Um, you know they they can throw the football. They have a nice little running attack. And so again, going into tonight's game, it's the same. It's the same goals. You got to stop the run, make them be one-dimensional, and then put pressure on the quarterback. Well, speaking, it is playoff time. This is the third season. We had the front five games in which we call our first third. The second five was our league championship, which we've been flawless in. Now we're starting in the third season. Eighteen seniors are starting their fourth season of being in the playoff. And actually, it's been six straight seasons Jackson's made the playoffs. Well, you know, like you said, this senior class has not experienced a season without being in the playoffs. So they may be a little bit spoiled, but they understand the importance of this. And Again, when we had our senior picnic at the beginning of the year, you know, we had the seniors write down their goals. Every one of them said, number one, win a conference championship. Number two, get a home playoff game and, and have a chance to play two home playoff games. And, you know, they put themselves in that situation with the number two seed that, um, you know, they have opportunity to do that. But, again, this is the first time in 31 years I can honestly say that I've played a football team in the same season twice. So it's kind of unique when you look back of uh, being able to look at film, not from last year's game, but from a game that happened a month ago to see what your kids did right, what they did wrong, what as coaches we did right and wrong as well. So it's a unique situation. It's a situation I've never been in. I'm looking forward to this challenge. But, again, um, a, a team that, that gave us a lot a, a, a lot of struggles throughout the game. You know, they were, they were down and out at, at 28-7, and they came back and, you look at the scoreboard going to the fourth quarter, it's 35-28. And, you know, we had to get a score on a fourth down play, fourth and goal, that we went for it. Um, Jacob threw a touchdown pass to Jake Wood, that uh, Jake or, or Eli, one of the two, and um, kind of gave us back that two-touchdown two cushion. But, you know, it's going to be a tough game tonight. And here at Alumni Stadium, we're going to play home. But um, it'll be an interesting contest. 18 seniors don't want this to be their final game. They have worked hard for this. It's a good group. You celebrated senior tackle last Wednesday night. And that, if if you were up and around it, you talk about a huge crowd that shows up on the hill for that um, event. You do a great job with it. Kind of just, it's, it's time to brag up each senior a little bit that night. You know, it is. You know, it's something that I tell the kids every year in our senior picnic. I said, blink, and your senior hit's going to be around the corner. And they to a man every year say, Coach, I can't believe how fast our senior year went. And I said, I know, I'm telling you, it's the way it is. But, um, you know, we, we had that ceremony for those 18 kids last, you know, the other night. And, um, you know, like I said, it was just, it was special. We had a lot of parents, a lot of friends and family. Uh, peewee football players came up, cheerleaders came up. It was really a nice crowd um, to kind of salute these guys, honor them for what they have accomplished. And, you know, it gives me a chance to kind of relive and, and, and think back some of the things these kids have done throughout the years of being our program. And, you know, I enjoy that time with them and I get a chance to hug them, tell them I love them and, and appreciate their efforts they've, they've put forth the last four years. And, and we're hoping that tonight will be a start of a great run. 
Well, it's peewee football time also in the year there. We've got a local matchup going with the Jackson Red playing the Jackson White on Saturday in the semifinals of a Super Bowl-type run. One of them's going to advance to the Super Bowl. You sent four of your captains down to talk to our younger kids last night, and I thought that was really a classy thing. Well, you know, we try to do that each year, and I think it's nice for those high school or those high school kids to understand that they are looked at as idols in those little kids' minds, and you know, those little kids want to be them at some point in time. And so, you know, it's a chance for them to give back, but also it's a chance to understand that they are role models, and what they do outside the community, people are watching and paying attention to, and. You know, I think it helps our, our, our kids you know, grow and understand the maturity of being a, 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 you know, a, a young adult athlete here in Jackson, you know, Jackson City. And, um, you know, I know our kids enjoy it, but also it, it humbles them to understand you know, this means a lot to a lot of people and, and they need to respond and, and do what they need to do to be successful. Well, here we are, Division Three, Region 11, the playoffs are here. We were so close to being the number one seed in our region this year. I really I hate to blame it on your old alma mater, but Wheelersburg let us down a little bit, getting beat by Portsmouth West. So we end up fraction of points behind Sheridan, but we are number two. And as you said, we got a rematch with Miami Trace coming tonight. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, we thought there for a minute that we could be the number one seed, but, you know, we weren't. Um, you know, at this point, it doesn't really make a difference. You know, our region is so tough. It's not like you're going to have an easy route one way or the other. Every game is going to be tough. And, you know, Miami Trace comes in tonight uh, suffering a real heartbreak defeat against their, you know, against our arch rival in courthouse. And uh, they were ahead two points going into the last two minutes of the game um, and, and lost it. But, uh, you know, they still understand that, hey, this is playoff football, and they get a chance to play a team that they played really tough just a month ago, and they can make some adjustments as well. So, you know, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a game where coaching adjustments will be key because, you know, both teams are not going to go out and just do the exact same thing they did a month ago. Um, you know, we've, we've put, added a few things and, and, and eliminated a few options and, you know, got a couple kids out in this game that, that played in the first one. And, you know, we'll, I'm expecting to see some differences in what, you know, they'll do to us. Um, so it should be a great matchup. 27th time that Jackson has played in a playoff game dates all the way back to 1996 and that memorable game when Jackson beat an undefeated a 10-0 Hillsborough team. That's many, many years ago. But we are 10-6 and overall in the playoffs. And somebody says, wow, you know, how, that's not a winning record. Well, you know what? Every year in the playoffs, unless you win the state, you got a loss. There's no doubt about that. That just happened. But it's our... Um, it is your 17th playoff game. You are 7-9 in the playoffs, far and away the winningest coach in playoff history for the Ironman. And it's the ninth time we get to host a playoff game, which is a tremendous advantage to be in Alumni Stadium. It is. And our home crowd and our band, cheerleaders and fans, it's just an unbelievable experience being able to sleep in your own bed and, and not have to get up early and, and travel and, and so forth. So, again, it's an opportunity the kids have earned. Um, you know, it's nice to be able to get another, you know, another t chance to play here at home. But um, you know, we understand this is a, you know, this is going to be a tough contest. You know, Miami Trace, like I said, gives you a lot of problems or can um, with their diversity on offense and uh, defensively, they really took it to us at times. They ran blitz us to death and and had its, uh, you know, minus yardage several times throughout the game. So, you know, we're trying to make some adjustments to that tonight. But um, you know, I know our kids are excited about playing, had a great week of practice, and, and we're looking forward to this. 
Miami Trace has played the three top Frontier Athletic schools very tough this year. You mentioned how close they were in our game, even though the 49-28 score doesn't look like it. It was in the fourth quarter, a one-score difference. They lost two heartbreakers to Chile and Courthouse. Overall, would you say this has been the best Frontier Athletic Conference we've seen since we came into the league? Oh, there's no doubt. And, you know, you can arguably say that Miami Trace is the best team next to us in the conference. Like you said, they lost to Chillicothe in overtime. They had a, they had a touchdown lead with just seconds to go. Um, they were ahead with two minutes to go against Courthouse last week. And so, you know, it's a type of deal where, you know, they've had opportunities to, to win both of those games. And like I said, in the fourth quarter, it was 35-28, you know, in our game. So, um, you know, it's not something they're going to be intimidated by. It's something they feel like they're probably, you know, again, one or, one or two opportunities away from being undefeated in the league. So we, we expect their very best effort tonight. Uh, Coach Williams does a great job with our kids. And, you know, we're going to have to come out and give our best effort as well. You know, you touched on it. We got a couple injuries. Let's prayers. Many of prayers have gone out for these two young men. Jake Wood, who has fought a, a lot of flu-like symptoms, fever-like symptoms over the last couple weeks. Senior, and he's had such a spectacular season this year. And Thatcher Brown, our kicker deluxe, who I think is 35 for 35 on extra points. A freshman had a, a serious injury, but he's recovering from it. Going to be okay in the long run, but a long healing process for him. Those are two factors tonight. There are. You know, Thatcher came in after we lost Ethan early in the summer and you know, Crabtree. And, you know, like I said, he was 35 for 35 and really doing well in kickoffs and so forth. So he that's a big blow to us. But, you know, accidents happen. And then lucky for him, you know, it's not, it wasn't life-threatening. He's home. Um, you know, Jake Wood, our faults and prayers are out to him. Um, you know, he's been in hospital this past week at the Children's, and like I say, he just has a fever. They can't kick right now, and they're doing a lot of tests on him right now to see what's going on, but, you know, he'll be unavailable uh, tonight. You know, last week he played just a little bit. Uh, even the week before he played just a little bit. I mean, he's going on three weeks of just not feeling great, and so, you know, I know he's in great hands up there, and I know his dad, Joel, has been with him every night. I went up there Tuesday night to see him, and, you know, their spirits are pretty high, but I know he's going to be listening and watching the game tonight and I know he's he's a big loss for us you know he's our top receiver he's one of our best defensive backs he you know he's one of our captains he you know he's one of the seniors favorites I mean everyone loves Jake you know and his his effort and his, that warrior mentality that he has um, has really helped us be you know be very successful this year and we're going to miss him tonight Two special young men, no question. Coach, best of luck to you. This is going to be a hopping atmosphere here in a few minutes for this kick for this playoff game, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you in the post game. Uh, I appreciate it. Like I said, it's a great night to be back here at Alumni Stadium, and uh, playoff atmosphere just feels a little bit different. So we're excited about it, ready to get this thing kicked off. One last question: You are very good at this. You do this coaching and everything, but how do you handle the weather? How lucky have we been for weather this year? We have, you know, the fact that we haven't practiced and snow and a whole lot of rain yet. I'm pretty happy. I'm crossing my fingers because uh, we can get this win tonight. We hope to have nice weather again next week. Stay tuned for more pregame activities with the voice of the Jackson Ironman, Mr. Dan Dobbins, and the best stat man this side of the Mississippi, Mr. Pete Wilson. Playoff time at Alumni Stadium. Nothing gets better than that. You work 10 hard weeks to get this honor. You play your way into an opportunity to host a playoff game. Uh, Pete Wilson, I think there's 448 high school teams will be in the playoffs starting tonight. 
That number will be cut in half after Saturday night's games, but it is still an, even though there's more teams than ever, it is still an honor to be here, and it is the 18th time that the Jackson Ironmen have played their way into the postseason playoffs. Right, well, you know, two observations. First of all, the expanded field, some people pro, some people con. I think more people pro because it gives more teams a chance. You know, in basketball, everybody's got a chance, even, in the, you know, the bottom of the bottom. If you're the, the bottom eight, you're a pro, and obviously. There's, and there's an injection of excitement no matter what. Even for the teams that uh, have played their way in, for sure, they know that uh, it's one and done after that. That is another level of excitement, for sure. But uh, tonight, Dan, we've got uh, a situation where we've got a rematch tonight, and uh, the Ironmen are going to have to be ready. They know firsthand that Miami Trace, for a 4-6 and six team and a 15 seed, is dangerous. Uh, they have played some very good games against some very good teams that talk about luck or the other team coming up with a scrapbook play. They have just been snake-bitten. Uh, they have lost three games to three really good teams in the last minute of play, including last week at Washington Courthouse where they lost on a touchdown pass by the Blue Lions with just eight seconds to play. Well, they were seven wins last year, and they said that program is turning around. Take away those three last seconds wins or losses this year they're right back at that same number again so things are going right for miami trace football they have certainly improved their program from what we saw a number of years ago right and you know mentioned that they won seven games last year literally they are uh they are about a minute away from being seven a seven and three team and we wouldn't be playing them they would you know who knows they would be more towards the middle in the seating of 16 teams so certainly a game that the Ironmen cannot afford to overlook. As uh, Danny mentioned at the top of the broadcast, these two teams played a uh, little bit more than a month ago right on this very field. Ironmen led 28-7 to at one time in the third quarter, and you were starting to say, we can relax. And then here comes Miami Trace coming back right at the Ironmen, which not too many teams have done when the Ironmen uh, uh, get you down. But they came back, and they were within a touchdown in the fourth quarter. And a uh, little more excitement than what we were bargaining for based on the way the game started. One thing you can say about this team, they're better than their record, and they don't quit. Well, no question about that. And if you're here watching the game or you're watching it on the stream, the Ironmen are coming out of their traditional helmet with the smoke flying and everything. Yes, in years past, that was not allowed in high school tournament play. You weren't given that option. But since then, we provided a run-through opportunity for Miami Trace, even though it appears they're not going to utilize it, but it allowed us to do what our kids love to do. And every young kid that football fans around Jackson, they dream of days. They can run through that helmet and through the smoke and do what the Ironmen are doing right now in that huddle right in front of this home crowd. Good crowd on hand from our side. And you're right, Pete Wilson, this Miami Trace team, who I think is kind of led by their quarterback, played very well against us just a month ago. Right, and then Miami Trace, they can put points on the board against uh, anybody. They have not been shut out this year. They averaged 29.5 points a game. They scored 28 against Jackson a month ago. On the other hand, they give up 29.7 points a game. They've had trouble starting the other or stopping the other team. The Ironman put 49 on them uh, and gained 579 total yards. But once again, uh, both coaches, both coaching staff have the advantage of knowing uh, the strengths and weaknesses of the other team and uh, certainly some uh, good Exxon and Owen, I'm sure, going on between Jerry Hall's staff, or rather, um, 
or rather Andy Hall's staff and Jerry Williams' staff over there at Miami Trace. He's been around a while, too. Quick thoughts and prayers out to two of our favorite Jackson Ironman, Thatcher Brown, in, in an injury this week. He will be out the remainder of the season. He's sitting up here in the press box with us. Tremendous young man, the freshman. I think 25 for 25 on extra points this year. And Jake Woods, I know he's listening. Jake's been fighting some illness, and we want that young man back, one of the very top Jackson Ironman this season, and I uh, hope to see him back very soon. All right, here's the kickoff. Jake Winters does the kicking off, and it's taken at the 13-yard line, and a big hit there right before he gets to the 25-yard line. That is number 33, Landing Coast, with the return, but uh, a short return. Looks like some of the Ironmen in there, Drew Wiley involved in that stop, along with Bryce Dulaney and a host of Jackson Ironmen, so good job on that coverage team. Very good coverage last week, and it starts out again good tonight. Defensively for the Ironmen, Bryce Dulaney, that nose guard position, David Norris, A.J. Denny, the two uh, starters as they have been all year at the defensive tackles. Braden Powell, Landon Camp, the outside, outstanding outside linebackers. Inside, we'll see where we're going with be Brody Butcher, and I believe it will be Andrew Davis getting the nod, and it is, and we'll get you the secondary element after the snap. All right, Trey Robinette at quarterback for the Miami Trace Panthers. He hands off and going to the right side and stops momentarily then squirts it back out, crosses the 30, and he's out near the 33-yard line. That's a nine-yard gain for the Miami Trace Panthers. Good first down play for the Panthers. The starting cornerbacks will be the Bo Landrum as he has been all year long, and then we will see Mason Landing get the start at the other corner in, in the Jake Woods spot on that. The two safeties as they've been most of the year. Eli Broman, the strong safety. Jacob Winters, the free safety. Second and two uh, for the Miami Trace Panthers. Putting wide to the right side, or left side is Garrett Guest. And in the shotgun formation. And the hand straight up the middle with the first down and near the 40-yard line then driven backwards. Braden Powell says that ball was loose. Thought a Jackson Ironman got up at the air. And you're going to blow it forward motion dead there. And to pick up uh, the first down and move the ball out to the 39-yard line. As the Miami Trace Panthers in the white uniforms with the black numbers, black helmets. The Ironman going all red tonight with the, and the Ironman with their backs towards the scoreboard here in this first quarter play. And guess comes wide to the left side. Robinette will work out of the shotgun. He's just a sophomore. Really showed, uh, showed me some, uh, well, he was only 50%, 9 of 18 in that first meeting. He had the pass for 200 yards, and here's that first down carry getting, this time, a short yard out to the 40-yard line. That's the Asher LeBeau, number one. Beautiful play by senior A.J. Denny from that down tackle position. Wrap him up. The running back does fall forward to get a one-yard gain. But excellent job by the defensive front. Up second and nine. We're just underway in tonight's game between Miami Trace, 15 seed, and Jackson Ironman, the uh, number two seed here at Alumni Stadium. By a fraction of a point, number two. We were that close to the number one seed. All right. Snap back, and, and the handoff goes to Stucky, and he is that's Landon Cope with the carry, and he'll lose yardage. Just put that great Powell back there to get it. Uh, it was actually David Norris David with the Norris. tackle, did another job. The other down tackle who breaks in there, Denny on the first snap, Norris on the second, and it puts Miami Trace Panthers in a third 
and 12 situation. Have all back at the 37-yard line. This year we've been very good against stopping the run. Miami Trace has to go airborne. They brought in from the sideline. And Getz goes wide to the right side. Robinette will roll to his left, throw it out in the flat. It is caught at the 42 and stopped short of the first down by Landon Camp. Was uh, number 33, Landon Coven. He'll bring up fourth down and two for Going to make the Panthers make a decision here, Dan, near midfield at the 47 of Miami Trace. Looks like their offense is still on the field. Look, appears they're going to play for it from their own 47-yard line. Fourth down and two. There's Gesco's wide to the right. Eight minutes and 30 seconds still in this first quarter. And the handoff goes to Ashley Bowen. He will not make the first down. Tried the right side and looks like Braden Powell wrestling to the ground. Powell hit him right at the line of scrimmage. He might have fallen forward for a foot or two, but the Ironman stopped him on the first drive. It was a fourth and two, and the outstanding outside linebackers we mentioned, both Camp and Powell, have been outstanding all year. He makes the stop. Pete, Pete Wilson, a gamble by uh, Miami Trace. Well, I think Miami Trace knows that they, you can't have a lot of possessions where you come up empty, and they were close to the 50-yard line. And So uh, Coach Jerry Williams, just by taking the ball, showing that he wants his offense to do something right off the bat and show that they can score against the Ironmen. First and 10 for the Ironman ball at the 47-yard line. Winners hands off, and it's Wolford, and he stopped right at the line of scrimmage, making that tackle as uh, Terrell Stratham, and uh, it'll be back to look like a loss of one on the play. You think the Panthers have watched a little film on Cade Wolford after last week's performance? I think so. Offensive line, all seniors. Nate O'Brien there at the center position. Starting will be Allen Adams and David Norris, the left guard and then the right guard. The right tackle, Tylen Messer. Trent Evans, the left tackle. And winners under center. Maybe Trey. Four-man defensive front. Back to pass, and he has pressure from behind. Jacob Winters never saw Austin Etzler coming in from the back side, and he acting back at his own for the Ironman 43-yard line. Jacob's eyes were here on the near side, the home side. We were flooding this side of the field, but he had no opportunity to release that pass. He felt the hit coming. He at least held on to the football, but boy, it puts us in a third and long situation. Other starters, Braden Stapleton, there a split in position. Brody Butcher at a tight end, playing also a lot of tight end will be Gavin Jones. Um, running back Kate Wolford, Eli Berman, and senior Jacob Winters at the quarterback All right, spot. The Ironman third and 20. Here's play action. They throw it out in the flat. To, it's caught by Bo Lander. Bo, he's at the 40. He's at the 35. He has the first down at the 32-yard line. Always fun to convert a third and 20, and we had the little bubble screen to Bo Lander, who's turned into quite an offensive receiver for the Ironman, especially the second half of the year. Beautiful job of running, picking up his blocks out there and gets first down yardage. Line of scrimmage now the Trace 34-yard line. First and 10 after the Airmen connected or on that third and 20. And the Airmen drop back in the I formation. 
movement along the line of scrimmage. It will be offside Miami Trace. I'll move the ball forward five yards and inside the 30-yard line. I'd love to call that a cadence penalty by Jacob Winters there. It barked out something to force Miami Trace to jump. Ironmen have freshman Jacob Allen in there at the offensive line. Gives them another big body. They also have the two tight end look with Gavin Jones and Brody Butcher. First down and five for the Ironmen. All at the Trace 29-yard line. Winters to the D-back. Wolford, he has some room, and he has the first down inside the 25, down to about the 21-yard line. Alan Adams, Trent Evans, good blocking on the left side of the line. Good lead block by Eli Broerman, and Cade explodes there for another first down, puts him right on the 20-yard line. Hit that hole very quickly, and uh, you're right, that ball spotted at the 20-yard uh, line, which means the Iron are in the red zone. formation for Jackson and Wolford again he's got some room spins away until he started left and he comes back slightly to the right and gets down to the 13-yard line really a good kick yards. out block by Eli Broerman that time on that left side we mentioned uh, Evans and Adams but also over there at the tight end spot is sophomore Gavin Jones Ironman has gone to that that same play back-to-back -back plays well, it's second and in a long, well, about four yards. Yerman line up in the I formation. Here's a handoff to the second back through, working his way close to the first down. And the Ironman will have the first down. And it will be first and goal Jackson just inside the 10-yard line. Kate Wolford following his blockers interior part of the line. O'Brien, Norris, Adams, good job there. Gets the push. Now the Ironman are just inside the 10-yard line, but a first and goal situation. Inside uh, five minutes now remaining in this scoreless first quarter, 0-0. Each team with a drive, and the Ironman... Now knocking on the door with a first and goal. Packer split to handoff and breaking a tackle and getting inside the five. They said Eli Broerman with the carry and uh, does a nice job of getting down to the four-yard line. Boy, he is an aggressive runner, truly a north-souther. He gets, gets hit by a linebacker about two yards and then just runs through that tackle, gets down just inside the five. All right, second down and goal from the four. Jacob Winters stands now under center. And the handoff will go to Wolford, and he will push his way forward, gets a, a push from that offensive line, and he'll be stopped just short of the goal line. Call it third and goal from inside the one. Our Gillum Insurance Player of the Game winner last week, Nate O'Brien, the center, David Norris, the guard. Alan Adams, the, guard, the other guard, good push there. The Ironman wasting no time. They get the line of scrimmage, third and goal from the one. Winners will take it, and he'll step walked into in. the end zone, stepped over the uh, defender, and he walks into the end zone for the game. First touchdown. Yeah, Jacob on a quarterback sneak, basically goes in untouched. Nice job, offensive line on that drive. They just decided they've got to win the battle in the trenches. And now without Jake Wood, the holder, and Thatcher Brown, the kicker, it will be that uh, looks like Tucker Williams to hold and... Jacob Winters to kick. Jacob Winters, and it's a fake. Winters 
will take the snap and he'll look into the end zone and look for his receiver in the back corner of the end zone. Was that Zach Kraft? Zach Kraft. And the ball is a little high and incomplete, so it remains Jackson 6, Miami trays 0, and we'll be back with more Jackson Ironman football right after this. When you think of your community bank, are you thinking of leading technology? Things like mobile banking and mobile deposit? Being able to pay a friend using Zelle? Are you thinking of best-in-class bill pay and customized account alerts? If you're thinking of those things, then you must be thinking of Jackson County Banking Center. They have leading technology and local support. And by local, we mean right here in your neighborhood. Leading technology, local support. That's Jackson County Banking Center. Member FDIC. Iron City Implement at the corner of Broadway and Water Streets in Jackson is your one-stop spot for keeping your life on track and moving. Whether it's home or commercial, Iron City Implement has you covered with quality Napa brand auto parts and more. They have all the tools to make that job easier and done right. Milwaukee Power Tools, gas-powered generators, tools and parts and products you may have never even thought you needed. Need a special part you just can't seem to find anywhere else? There's a good chance that you'll find it at Iron City Implement. Well, while we are away, the Jackson Ironman kicking off as Jacob Winter is doing a split kick. And guess what? The Ironman deep or offensive or kickoff, kickoff return team gets the uh, onside kick recovery. And it will be first down and 10 at the uh, 46-yard line of Miami Trade. T. Wilson on the drive to the Ironman. Their first opportunity. They're golden. Nine plays, 48 yards. Of course, a big 23-yard completion on third and long made that touchdown possible. The touchdown comes on a one-yard plunge by Jacob Winters. Extra point pass failed off a of fake, but the Ironmen do lead 6-0. They've got the ball again. And uh, Kate Wolford coming around the corner. He's down the sideline. 20, 15, 10, 5, and it's the end. Should be a touchdown. Yeah. A touchdown, Jackson. He tight broke the sideline that last five yards. Kept his balance. And on one play, the Jackson Jr. takes it. To the house for the touchdown. Nolan Johnson had a pancake block to free Cade back at the line of scrimmage. He was the lead back in that. A pitch to the short side, and Cade just explodes, outran the pursuit. They had an angle on him, but Cade shows that speed, outruns him, and he runs over the pylon, gets the football on the inside, a touchdown for the Ironman, and a quick win. Well, the Ironman will go play for two since they missed that. Uh, they have trips to the right. And the shotgun, it's winners looking, looking, throwing, and it will be caught for the two-point conversion here on the right side. Cade Wolford. Cade Wolford with the reception, and the Ironmen are up 14 to nothing. Another break in the action, and we'll be back right after this timeout. Go, The coldest beer in town is chilling and ready for you at LNS Drive-Thru on Route 93 in MacArthur. With the area's largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, LNS Drive-Thru has the right beverage to quench your thirst. Family-owned and operated, LNS Drive-Thru in MacArthur is here and ready to serve you seven days a week. LNS Drive-Thru in MacArthur. You won't find a colder beverage anywhere else. Auto and Truck Tire Center is your one-stop shop for all your mechanical and tire needs. Auto and Truck Tire Center offers 24-hour road service for your tires. Auto and Truck Tire Center will also come out to your farm for all your farm tire problems. So if you have a mechanical or a tire problem, 
give Auto and Truck Tire Center a call. 740-286-2290. That's 286-2290. Or stop in at 14700 State Route 93 in Jackson. Oh, while we were away, the uh, kickoff this time by Jackson's Billy Hay, where's number 31, kicks a low, but the line drive kick. Miami Trace does not field it, and it goes all the way to the end zone for the touchback. Pete Wilson, to look at that last score for the interview. Okay, Cade Wilner made sure I didn't have to work hard or figure much on that one. One play, 46 yards, the lightning in a bottle after recovering the onside kick or the squib or whatever it was. Uh, Ironman go up by 14 to nothing after converting the extra point pass. Winners hit Batman Wolford again. Ironman in the space of 14 seconds and put two touchdowns on the board, 14 to 0. And three minutes and 20 seconds remaining in the first quarter of play. Robinette from the gun and hands off to Asher. Asher LeBeau is the ball carrier. Boy, Jackson came out of that Looks pile. Like Braden Powell is convinced he has the ball. Let's see what happened. David Norris with a big tackle. Powell was sure. He, he runs toward the end zone, brings it over by the official. And the officials are talking it over. Yeah, there's no decision yet. The, uh, the Braden Powell did come up with the loose ball. It looks like it may be long. I just wonder if the there was an inadvertent whistle there. They're still talking things over. Yep. And Jackson has the football. Braden Powell with a huge fumble recovery again. He had the big hit on the fourth and two on the previous uh, defensive stand. Now he's still, I don't know if he just ripped the ball out of the ball carrier's hand. Well, it'll be first and ten for the Jackson at the Trace 22-yard line. Wow, what a start for the Ironman here in this first quarter. Pistol. All right, the Ironman uh, get a possession again here at the 22-yard line. Didn't see exactly how Braden Powell ended up with the ball, but he did. And the re referees, after talking about it for almost a minute, award the ball to the Ironman. Winter sends a man in motion, and now a penalty against Jackson as two men go in motion at the same time, and they'll blow the play dead. And that will cost Jackson five yards. First penalty of the game for the Ironmen. Three straight short fields for the Ironmen. They got one on an onside kick. The other was a fourth and two stopping near midfield of the defense, and then the defense forcing that turnover to really put the field short. All right, first and 15. All back to the 27-yard line. Wolford again goes in motion from left to right. Here's a pitch to Johnson trying to get the corner. And Johnson bottled up, and now he will dive forward and try to get back to the, initial, the line of scrimmage, and he'll lose about two yards on that play. Miami Trace doing a nice job of stringing it out as the Ironman start on the left hash mark and one to right, one run to the wide side of the field. Well, Miami Trace is very aware how well Jackson was able to run outside the tackles last week against Chillicothe. They watched, they studied the film also. They were on top of that play with great pursuit angles. Two tight ends set for the Ironman as Illinois with Wolford and Johnson in that backfield. And a handoff is over the right side with some running room. It's Nolan Johnson inside the 10, inside oh. the 5, knocked out of bounds 
around the one-yard line. Tremendous blocking right side of that offensive line, and Nolan got ahead of steam going, and he was trying to get inside the pylon. They knock him out of bounds right at the two-yard line. It'll be first and goal, Jackson, at the two-yard line in Miami trade. Hit, hit a couple passes, or one pass for sure. There was a big one, boy. This running attack is on all cylinders again this first quarter. Winters comes up under center, back an hour split. Wolford and Johnson. First and goal, and it handoff over the left side. That was Nolan Johnson. He literally goes in right behind Trent Evans. Allen Adams, they do a great job over on that right side, or that left side of the line, and lead block in there by Cade, and Johnson goes in, once again, standing up. Two-yard touchdown scamper for Nolan Johnson. Touch, another touchdown for the Airmen, making it 20 to nothing. Tucker Williams will hold. Here's the kick by the Airmen, and it will be on the way, and it is good. Chan uh, Thorpe with the extra point, and it's 21 to nothing. Jackson with the lead, and we'll be back with more Jackson football right after this. Would you like to work closer to home, save money on gas, and be rewarded for your hard work and attendance? Then Belicio Foods is looking for you. That's right, Belicio Foods is now hiring for multiple positions and shifts with great employee benefits, an on-site health clinic, competitive wages, and advancement opportunities. Belicio Foods is a company that truly values their employees. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com slash careers. Forget the tricks, it's all treats with a new LS tractor from Wagner, Riddle, and Jackson. Hurry in, because now through October 31st, during the Blue Ribbon Savings Event, you can take an additional $1,000 off any of their new select models. That's right, up to $1,000 off an already low-priced and versatile LS tractor. More performance, more features, more satisfaction, and more warranty for less money. Come to Wagner Rental on Burlington Road in Jackson to get your savings and experience firsthand the LS difference. Same wins October 31st. <laughs> And while we're away, Miami Trace takes the kickoff, and return, it is Landon Cook bringing it out, this time to about the 33-yard line. Familiar names on the kickoff team. Mason Landing, Bo Landrum in there on the stop. He does cross the 30 to the 33. It'll be a first down for Miami Trace, who might think they just got off the bus, and all of a sudden they're down 21 to nothing in this contest. Three plays, 22 yards for the touchdown. Extra point this time on the kick by Chance Thorpe. Ironman lead 21 to nothing. All they've done is score 21 points in two minutes and 10 seconds. And we have exactly two minutes remaining in this first quarter. As they break the huddles, Garrett Guest, number five, looks wide to the left side. Robinette in the shotgun will hand off, and it will be LeBeau. Asher LeBeau with the carry, but he will be lucky to get back to the line of scrimmage as the Ironman right there to bring him down. J.J. Denny plays with so much emotion and heart. He wraps him up, brings him down, gets very excited. Tucker Williams now replaces Jacob Winters in there at the free safety position. Winters getting a break. and was a gain of zero, maybe a loss of a foot or two. One minute and 25 seconds now to go in this first quarter. 21-0. Your score with Jackson. Leading. Clock down to three seconds, two, one. They get it off, and here's the play action. They pump it up, and 
throw it is going to be incomplete. One to go to get to a guess, running a slant pattern right at the first down yard as needed, but it falls incomplete and it brings up third down. Jared Gass, a real specimen, 6'4", 195 receiver, very good, but boy was he covered nicely by Bo Landrum there. Throw was near the turf. Guess had a chance to get hands on, but couldn't pull it out. Excellent coverage. The Ironman put him in a third and long. You can hear the big bell there signaling a third down play for this Jackson defense. This time. On third and ten. On the middle of the field, Robinette rolls to his right, got pressure, throw back to Guess. Guess has a reception, but great open field tackle. That one made by Brayden Powell. It was Brayden Powell. Absolutely. Great pressure by A.J. Denny on the quarterback. It was a throwback screen. He made him throw it a little early, gets the completion, and there's Brayden Powell, wraps him up for the tackle for a loss. The Ironman not uh, fooled on that trickery play, and... Uh, and it will bring up fourth and 12 with now less than 40 seconds to go in the quarter. They can't be considering going for this, can they? They can't run the clock out. No, they got to decide something here unless they're lining up offensively. Oh, down by 21, they go slot to the right side. It is a shot now. The quarterback steps back. He's going to kick. A quick kick, and it's the end over end. The Ironman let it bounce. And it will roll dead inside the 30, inside the, uh, right at the 25-yard line. 11 seconds remaining in this first quarter, 21-0. Jackson with the lead, and they'll have the ball. He will front. Well, he got 44 yards on a quick kick, kind of, uh, the quarterback, Robinette. Of course, the Ironman um, not uh, expecting that, uh, but uh, ends up with the Ironman going the ball, going with the ball the other way once again here. Only 11.4 seconds to go here in the quarter. And it has been quite a quarter. People give us the numbers here after we take a break here at the end of the quarter. It's been all Jackson so far. Everyone in tight for the Airmen on this first and ten play. This little play action going deep. And it's Brody Butcher just over his head at the 48-yard line in Miami Trace Territory. Territory he added the defenders a couple steps on him, Dan, but that one just over his head. Just out of reach for Brody. Bodie has been such an outstanding tight end, and all he does is catch touchdowns. We've been saying that for two years. All right, still 5.5 seconds remaining in the quarter. Second down and 10, Jackson. Winner stands under center, has the eye formation behind him. And handoff left, or starting left, right, and I'm coming back left, and... Getting out of bounds, just short of the first down, is Cade Wolford, and that will end the first quarter play where the Jackson Ironman lead it 21 to nothing over Miami Trace, and we'll be back with more Jackson Ironman football right after this timeout. With power and versatility, the Kubota M7 tractor is built for hay and forage work. With up to 168 horsepower, it has superior loader lift capacity, easy-to-use controls, and all-day comfort. It also comes with your choice of a 30 by 15 semi-power shift or Kubota variable transmission, and it was rated number one in durability and owner experience. Talk to or visit your hometown Kubota dealer, Rice or Equipment of Lucasville on US 23 or in Jackson at 486 Burlington Road for a demo today, or visit them online at riceorequipment.com or on Facebook. Say money isn't a factor. What would your dream home look like? A large yard and wraparound porch? 
a little townhouse in the city. Atomic Credit Union can make that dream a reality. Better homes come with better loans. And Atomic offers mortgage services that get you moving. Visit any of our convenient locations and speak to a mortgage specialist. All loans subject to approval, federally insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender. Dan Dobbins, Pete Wilson, and Dan Morrow back in Eric Jackson's alumni stand. The Ironman lead at 21 to nothing over Miami Trace after one. Pete? Okay, in that first quarter, Jackson, of course, with uh, three touchdowns uh, within a two-minute, ten-second uh, period there in the latter part of the quarter, lead 21 nothing. They gained 124 yards and while holding Miami Trace to, to 23. Ironman with five first downs to one for Miami Trace. Field position has meant everything for the Ironman so far and turnovers. Third down and two as Winters wants to pass wide open in the flat. It's caught at the 35 and going down for it. After he picks up the first down, is that Wolford? Wolford. Wolford makes the He goes down at the 42, but that's another Ironman first down, number six on the night. Great Stapleton's uh, streak pattern down the field and a little quick pass to Wolford coming out of the backfield, and he finds himself open, picks up first down yardage plus, crosses the 40 to the 42, the Ironman with that sixth first down. Just underway in the second quarter, Vinton County falling behind the East, Columbus East, six to zero. First and 10, Jackson. There's a handoff to Wolford. He's got a lot of room. Goodbye. Nothing, nothing will, can catch him as he goes straight down the field. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Jackson. Wow. The hole there was a thing of beauty. So obviously, once again, Trent Evans, Alan Adams, Nate O'Brien doing a heck of a job on that left side of the offensive line. Cade explodes into the secondary. Must have had them in man coverage because there was, there was no safeties involved, and it's Cade in a sprint, and nobody's going to outrun him. All right. It's Thorpe in to hit the extra point. Herman was trying to get the right personnel on the field. Williams takes the snap. The kick is on the way, and it is up and good. 28 to nothing. We're only 36 seconds into this second quarter, and it's 28 nothing. Jackson and Levy. Let's, let's keep it here. All right. One, two. I mean, we they just heard a commercial there. Pete Wilson, Cade Wolford, you know, was so outstanding last week running the football. I think, what do you have, 25 carries last week? 156 yards. 156 yards. He had the biggest catch in the game, which was a huge third down and long play. And he's right back at it again tonight with two more touchdowns. All right. Well, he's about 20 yards away from that great performance last week in the second quarter, one or two plays into the second quarter. Uh, he has uh, 136 yards on eight carries with two touchdowns, two breakaway touchdowns, and he probably wondered, where are the safeties? I don't even have to juke them. And I will guarantee you, Cade will say this, man, my offensive line is getting better week in and week out. I mean, I mean that was right up the middle. Right up, yep, just a shade to the left side of the offensive guard, and there was about a five-yard hole there, and off to the races. And you knew it's within a couple of seconds he was going to go just take it to the house. Yep. Here's the kickoff by Billy Hay. Down the field, taken at the nine-yard line by Landon Cope, and Cope is out over the 20 to the 23 for his tackle here. In the Tucker Williams, first one goes down there, gets him down low, wraps him up. He's the running back return man, a little bit slow, getting up off the turf. Good coverage there by the kickoff team inside of the 25-yard line. You take that other, every time. Give you some other scores around the area. Ironton Fighting Tigers, they have Mintford. It's 21 to nothing. 
in that game. Chillicothe losing to London 21 to nothing as well. Ooh, did we take the air out of Chillicothe last week? That game is in the second quarter. All right, first and 10 for the Miami Trace Panthers. Robinette in the shotgun. That's the team now looking to pass, and he's got pressure. Now he'll take off and run, and as he does, he's brought down from behind, and that uh, tackle will move him out over the 30. So he picks up about six yards on that scram scramble. Denny, Delaney, even Andrew Brown all involved in that tackle, wrap him up after a gain. Picked up six yards when there wasn't much there. That was a pretty good effort by him to take, not get sacked in the backfield. 10.45 remains in the second quarter. Jackson, 28, Miami trades zero. And it's second and four. Lynette hands off to LeBeau. LeBeau dives over the uh, left guard, and he's out to the 32-yard line, short of the first down. That brings up third down and two for the Panthers. Another tackle by A.J. Denny, the senior, having an outstanding first half. Braden Powell having an outstanding first half. He loves on those third downs to get the crowd pumped up. Boy, he's had a couple big plays in this one. Defensively, this Ironman team is, and we keep bragging about that offensive line, how far they've come. This defense, not huge in stature, but boy, do they come after you. They certainly do, and now it's third and two on their own 32-yard line. Robinette, oh, oh my God. A big hit there, and now Pilly Plankton has the ball picked up by Bo Landrum, and he returns it inside the 10. Penalty flags have been thrown. On the field, fumble on the play is a big hit. Andrew Davis with a huge hit in there. Bo Landrum recovers the ball, runs it down inside the 10. There, I think the flags were just a mark of where the fumble was. Yeah, it's actually beanbag. Not penalty flags. So it will be first and goal. Jackson after the turnover. And the Ironman right inside the 10. Red zone once again. Jacob Winters from the left hash mark, nine-yard line, and handoff to Wolver. Starts right, cuts back left, and he'll yeah find a couple of yards. Tackling in there. Like uh, Dylan Heyer, the first to hit him. That's a gain of three. You know, we mentioned this senior late and offensive line for the Ironmen, but boy, tonight getting a lot of play is Jacob Allen, the freshman. He is 6'3", 275 pounds, has battled some injuries, been a freshman, worked his way up, but boy, is the staff getting a lot of confidence in this young man. This is the freshman that's still growing. All right, second and goal from the seventh. Wolford with the carry. He stood up and after he gets inside the five, Progress will get him close to the two, two-and-a-half-yard line. See where they mark it. Looks like the official is about the two-and-a-half. That brings the clock down to 8.55 to go in this first half where the Jackson Ironman are in front, 28 to nothing. All right, and we're not over the ball. Third and goal. Ball just out or inside the three-yard line. Power eye formation. 
And they go that way to the left, and Ooh. it will be into the end zone. Did he get in? Not, no signal yet. We're going to say he was out of bounds. About the two-foot line, it looks, Danny. Maybe a foot. Now it'll bring up Cade uh, Wolford with the carry. But uh, the nose of the ball is probably six inches away from the goal line. Pitch sweep to Cade, and Jacob Winters had a pancake block from in the backfield. Cade able to turn the corner, comes up inside the one-yard line where they're going to mark the football. All right, out over the ball. Fourth and inches. They go with the full house formation. Winner hands off, and this time a hit in the backfield. Penalty flag comes, flies in from the back judge. He did not make it. Stopped right on a big hit by Miami Trade. See what the flag was, and it looks like Miami Trace has stopped us inside the one-yard line. And it will be. Well, the Ironman not able to punch it in from the nine-yard line. They started first down goal and end up at the inside the one-yard line. Well, Miami Trace does stop them. Boy, that was big for Miami Trace. There's still 8.16 to go in the second quarter. Now, granted, our defense is in a great opportunity here. We see Drew Wiley in there at one of the inside linebacker positions. But, uh, but their heels will be on the go on the uh, in the end zone. Yeah, they, they take the snap. They need to be mistake free now. Pete, that last drive by Jackson, all the way down to the one yard line. Remember though, they started on the nine after the fumble recovery uh, and return after that monster hit by Davis. Yeah, well, what a timeout, which has been called on the field. Do they call a timeout? Delay a game. Yeah, delay a game should be against the offense, which means they are going to lose inches. Half the distance to the goal. It was not a timeout by the airman. The, line, the ball will be resting. Just the tip of the ball is just outside of the goal line. All right. Robinette stands it up five yards deep in the end zone. It'll work from the shotgun. And a pistol formation and handoff, and it will be a safety. safety. The running back, say? it will be I think Landon Camp. Number 20, Landon Camp brings him down in the end zone about two and a half yards deep, and the Jackson Ironman of defense to put two on the Didn't board. get close to getting out of that end zone, and boy, both senior outside linebackers have come up with big plays tonight. Camp with the tackle in the end zone for a safety, Braden Powell with the strip of the football forcing a turnover. Not only is it two points for the Ironman on the safety, the first one we've had this year, the uh, Panthers will have to now have to give the ball back to the Ironman, either by kicking or punting from their own 20-yard line. Pete Wilson. All right, that is the first safety of the year. Uh, doesn't go down as any points for a player, but if you could, it would be Landon Camp's two points. Yes, it was. It goes, okay. the, it goes to the defense. It does. Interesting. So does Landon get a two points as far as a career... Well, you know, I've scored it that way in the past, but I was told that you don't get any points individually for I, a, I, a safety. I, I was going to be a little surprised if you did, but 
We'd have sure love for him to have got him. All right, well, Miami Trace is elected to kick off rather than to punt. That left fielder and pitchers turned out to be a pretty good football player, hadn't you, Pete? Absolutely. Well, the Ironmen don't get six, but they get two, and they're going to get the ball. Maybe not a bad trade-off. And it's Warnock, number nine, to tee it up at the 20. Here's the kick. It's a high, deep kick. Good kick. And it's taken at the uh, 27-yard line by Broerman. Broerman returns to the middle of the field, still on his feet, and out past the 45, and right down at the 47-yard line. Another relatively short field. We've had three times or four times tonight. We have been on the Panther side of the 50-yard line on first down. This one, we're just a couple yards outside of the 50. Glad you joined us here on this week one of high school football playoff, Division Three, Region 11. It's the Ironman 28. The number two seed taking on Miami Trail. Don't forget that safety, Mr. Dobbin. Yep, I'm sorry. The 30, 30 to nothing. There you go. All right, winners in the shotgun formation. We'll hand off to Eli Broerman. He stopped just shy of the 50-yard line. Gain about two, two and a half yards. Stay with us at halftime. Always a special halftime tonight as we will talk to both the girls' head basketball coach for the Ironman, that's Matt Walburn, and the boys' head basketball coach, that's Max Morrow. Always look forward to that opportunity because basketball has started for the girls and starts Monday for the boys. Right around the corner. Here's the snap back to Winters. And he has the reception, and it's Wolford taking the catch out of the backfield and moving the ball into Miami Trace territory. He'll be tackled about a yard short of the first down at the Miami Trace 44. It'll be third and short. About a yard, yard and a half we need. Wouldn't you hate to have to guard Cade out there in open field? I would, yes. Yes, yes, so would I. All right, the airmen break the huddle, and Winters remains in the shotgun. Drew Wiley goes in motion, and the handoff to Broerman. He's got the first down, down that left sideline, trying to tightrope the uh, sideline, and he's momentum. Takes him out of bounds at the 35-yard like line, but there is a marker. Back at the line of scrimmage. We'll see what it is. Ironman haven't had a hold yet. That one sure comes in the area. You would think of one. Nice run by Eli Broman. Good stiff arm to turn the corner on. And it is going to be a hold against Jackson. Against Jackson Ironman, that will be the first holding attempt in the game. It will be moved back to... To the Ironman 49-yard line, second down. Nope, they're going to say third down. It was third and short. Eli Broerman and then the pass to Cade, so All right. we'll um, be third and about eight. On their own 49-yard end. Miami Trace showing blitz. Here's Winter stepping up. Got a man down the sideline, and it's thrown out of bounds. Wanted to go to Wolfram, but Winter's under a lot of pressure. Miami Trace sending the the whole defense, it looks like, for the... Ba once again, basically the same pass pattern that was such a huge one against Chillicothe. Last the, wheel the wheel out of the backfield. Stapleton kind of clears out the defense. That one throw, they kind of converged on Jacob. He had to throw it a little quick, and he throws it out of bounds. We have no chance. Well, the Emerald will play for it. Seven minutes and 12 seconds to go before half. They lead it 
30 to nothing. And now a timeout has been called by Coach Andy Hall. We didn't have personnel, and we were going to be in a punt formation, but needed to upgrade the personnel there. Timeout on the field. We'll break away, and we'll be back with more Jackson Ironman football on Mix 96 at Bell. I'm so bored. There's nothing to do here. That makes one of us because I go bowling at Leo Wilson every week. You do? Yes. I joined the league. It means I go to Leo Wilson to bowl and have fun socializing with my friends weekly. Do you ever get hungry when you go bowling at Leo of Wilson? Not anymore since Amore's Pizzeria popped up inside of Leo of Wilson. They bring award-winning pizza to my bowling team's table every week. Man, that sounds like fun. Can I still join the fun at Leo of Wilson? Sure you can. Leagues are now forming. Stop in at 15 North Park Avenue in Boston or give us a call at 740-384-6670. You're listening to the Jackson Iron Men on Mix 96 FM. Take winners will punt it away. 7-12 remaining in this first half. And he gets the kick off. It's a high end over end kick and it will be very short though but to take a big arm and roll and then is going to be down at the 31-yard line. Jacob loves to, you know, step back there and hold it as long as he can, but, boy, they finally got a little pressure on him, so he kind of kicked it straight up in the air. Got a Jackson Brule. It's a few net yards out of the Pete. Gets a 20-yard punt out of that, and uh, I didn't think it was going to end up that way when I first saw it go straight up in the air. Number one, two, three. All right, so Trace uh, stops the airman. Force them to punt it away, and they'll take over at their own 31-yard line. But they trail Jackson 30 to nothing with seven minutes remaining before halftime. Garrett Guest comes out wide to the right side. And Robinette will fake the handoff and keep it as he goes straight up the middle on the, the option play. He'll pick up one yard. Kind of brushed down by Landon Camp and Bryce Delaney's there brings him down. Very little gain on first down. They're running behind a tackle who's been an outstanding player through his career there, Andrew Guthrie, who is 6'8", 295. He's a senior, a college recruit, and a basketball player that we will have to contend with later on this year for a couple times. Robinette now second and nine. 6.20 remaining on a moving clock. Holden May splits wide to the left side with Guess out here at the near side of the field. Then the man in motion, the handoff to LeBeau, and LeBeau is brought down. Big hit in there by the airman. Ball pops loose, but uh, they're going to say he was down at the 32, 33-yard line. David Norris in there. In there on that first hit, Braden Powell also helping him out. Everybody on that defense in front has made plays tonight. That's all. It third down and eight. Play clock down to 18 seconds. As Robinette gets in the huddle to take uh, deliver the play, they break the huddle. And Watch the left side. Tight man on man coverage out here on the near side of the field. And movement. And they did that. Timeout. They did not get the, uh, they wave off the flag. They did take a timeout. Timeout. Miami Trade. First, first, stop. 
Timeout by the Miami Trace Panthers. We'll do the same. We'll be back. More Jackson Airman football right after this. Like New Cleaning Services is a locally owned, family operated cleaning service based in Jackson. Like New provides a variety of cleaning services, including residential and commercial, and pressure washing. If you don't have the time or the heart to clean it, let Like New revive your dirtiest and lift your spirits. You can rest knowing the job was done right. For a done right cleaning service where quality meets integrity, call Like New Cleaning Services today for a free quote at 740-879-5055. That's 879-5055. You're listening to Football Friday Nights on Mix 96 FM. Five minutes and 17 seconds remains in this first half of play. Jackson leads it 30 to nothing. Now Trace looking at a third dominate from their own 33-yard line. And back to pass is Robinette looking over the middle. Ball is and is dropped at the 45-yard line by Colden May. And he had some room to run, but unable to hang on to the football. You know, Robinette, for the first time, had some time in the pocket, had a drag cut coming across the middle of the field, delivered the ball, got to his hands, but could not hold on. So now a fourth and long. That will send... Kate Wolfer going back deep in this anticipated punt. Another shout-out to Jake Wood. Jake, we're really hoping you get healthy. Nothing more exciting than watching Jake Wood punt returns this year. We want to see some more. Yes, we do. And here's the punt. It's Robinette to punt it away. And it's a knuckleball-type kick, and it will be... Like about the 35-yard line, Jackson lets it roll, and that's where it's down. 5.03 to go in the second quarter, Pete Wilson. 32-yard punt by Robinette there. He was back a little bit uh, farther, kind of in more traditional punting formation, but he still quick kicked it. Didn't get quite the yardage as he did the last time. Ironman set, will set up shop on their own 35-yard line with 5.03 to go in the first half, still leading 30 to nothing. And it will be Jacob Winter starting from the left hash mark here on the near side of the field. Here I'm going to go towards the scoreboard. And off around the left side. And then Cade Wolfer will lose yardage as he tries to get to the outside on the short side of the field. What nothing doing there. there by the Panthers. You know, we've got 30 points in this contest in the first half, but Panthers have had some good plays defensively, and then all of a sudden it seems like we are able to break one. It's been a, you know, and I have to wonder if this goes into your game plan. Of course, you have to adjust. Giant Ironman scores within a little over two minutes, you know, 21 points. You've got to readjust. It will be second and 11 now for the Ironman. The handoff to the deep back down the sideline as Wolford once again makes a move at the 40 and run out of bounds. Still on the seat, though, and never tackled, but out of bounds. Where they going to they stepped out at the 20 or at the you know, 28-yard line. Just got a text from Joel Wood. Jake is listening. That's a good thing. We miss you, Jake. Get healthy. Pete Wilson, what a run by Cade, and what some numbers that man's putting up the first half. Well, that's a 37-yard scamper down that boundary. He knows where that sideline is and uses it to his advantage. I'll mark it at the 29-yard line of Miami Trace. First 10 Jackson with 4.13 remaining in the first half of play. And off to Wolf for the deep back. He's 
Starts left, cuts back to the right. He'll step inside the 25 to the 24-yard line. Gain of five on the play. Nice little cut back, running right behind the left guard position. Cuts back to the right, finds a little room there, Kate does. Picks up five. I'm going to be content to take a little time off the clock. We still have 3.48 to go. Two timeouts left. London Red Raiders, 28. The Chilicothe Cavaliers, zero in the first half. You know what? Um, Chile beat London in the first or second game of the season, they like did. 27 to 24. And here's a handoff left side and with the first down. I believe that was Nolan Johnson. Nolan Johnson yeah. carrying a tackler, tackle all the tackler all the way down to the what oh, the 16-yard line. Where he's tackling the 16-yard line near side of the field. It is a first down for the airman in the red zone. Wolford, you were asking about his yardage. 15 carries, 185 yards. All in the first. I believe that might be a career best. Wow. I'm guessing, but I believe that's right. First to ten. Here's Johnson with a carry over the right side, and the sophomore works his way down to the 12-yard line. Game of about four. Now the clock inside, three minutes remaining. You don't want to throw something at you if you don't have it in front of you, but that should put Cade around the 1,000-yard mark this year. Right, I know he came in with 950 yards. Oh, well, forget it. About, no, I meant the 1,100-yard okay. mark. Uh, yes, amend that. Yes. All right. And I think about 18 touchdowns, too. 229, 220. Remains in this first half. The Army on a second and six. Here's Winters. Wanting to Wide drop open. into the end zone. Caught easily for the touchdown. And it is Gavin, Gavin Jones. Number 27, Gavin Jones with a touchdown reception. And the Airmen increase their lead to 36 to nothing. All for Gavin Jones. They run a little play action fake. Good fake by the quarterback, Jacob Winters. Gavin finds himself open in the red zone there. That's the end zone. And Jacob delivers. He catches it. And the Airmen have another one. Now Jacob Winters will come on to attempt the extra point. And kick on the way, a lot of leg, and it is on the way, and it's good. 37 to nothing, 218 remaining in the first half. We'll be back with more Ironman football right after this time. Buying a new home is now an easy process when you work with Howard Hanna Real Estate Services of Southern Ohio. Howard Hanna offers several one-stop shopping options that include mortgage, title, and insurance, along with some awesome buyer and seller-exclusive programs, such as a 100% money-back guarantee, the Buy Before You Sell program, and the Apartment Dwellers Trade-In program. Call Donna and the McNerland Group at 740-577-9551 to find out what works for you. Go green and gold and call it sold. The Jackson County Health Department HOPE Initiative is offering free naloxone to those who wish to have a supply of the life-saving medication. Opioids take lives and naloxone saves them. Get your free naloxone kit. Stop by the Health Department or call and they can mail it to you. They also offer contactless delivery. Help save someone's life with free naloxone provided by the Jackson County Health Department, 200 East Main Street in Jackson. Call 286-5094. Stop overdoses. Carry naloxone. It is 37 to nothing in favor of the Jackson Ironman as Billy Hay will tee it up to kick this ball off 
to the Panthers as kick will be taken Ooh. on a first top at the 15-yard line. And it loses a couple of tackers, slides in between them, and then works about out to the 30-yard line for a return. First hit for the Ironman that was, was the, Eli Browerman. I think by the, hitting the ground, it looked, took us a little bit out of our lanes there for a moment and uh, had a pretty good return yeah. on that, what could have been a disaster. Landon Cope leaves it out to the 31-yard line where that's where with 2.10 remaining in the first half, the Miami Crease Panthers will begin this next drive. Six plays, 65 yards on the touchdown drive, the longest of the Ironman so far. Uh, a touchdown comes on a 12-yard play-action pass from Jacob Winters to Gavin Jones. Extra point by Jacob Winters. How about that? 37 to nothing. 2:10 to go in the second quarter. And a quick hitter up the middle as Ashley LeBeau is knocked down by AJ Denny at the line of scrimmage. Wow, LeBeau had three touchdowns against us just a month ago at the Apple Bowl, and the uh, Ironman defense seems to be very aware of that young man right now. Ryan Taylor in there, one of the down tackles, also for the Ironman defensively. Asher LeBeau held the three net yards on eight carries. And we're down to 140 remaining before halftime. I snap to Robinette and pitch to Asher LeBeau, and he'll lose more yardage. Landon Camp, Tucker Williams, and Ryan Taylor. Ryan Taylor also there to bring him down for that loss of, of about five yards. Ironman have the big lead. I was wondering whether we might use timeouts there. I was the coach hall not wanting to right now. Clock still running. We're approaching the one-minute mark in this first half. Third and a bunch. Now down to one minute remaining as uh, Panthers break the huddle. Third down and 15. And the shotgun. Back to pass is Robinette. Looks over the middle. On to Cope, and the ball is going to be incomplete at the 38-yard line in Jackson territory. Wanted to go to Landon Cope, and he's slow getting up, but the Airman defense converged on him, and what, that falls incomplete. What coverage there by first Bo Landrum with the man-to-man stride for stride right on top of him, and then helping there by Eli Broerman, and receiver still down. He fell hard to the turf. Defense pitching a shutout this first half. Medical personnel out to look at him and see Kind of crisscross there between the, him and the two Jackson defenders. and uh, Basically thrown up for grabs deep down the middle of the field, and both defenders were actually there and had better opportunity to get a hand on it than the receiver did. Stay with us once again at halftime. Pete Wilson stats, which all you people that missed Pete Wilson last week, Brock Netter stepped in, did a great job, but he's back, folks. We will also have two guests tonight, the head basketball coaches for both the girls and the boys' Ironman program. Basketball is around the corner. It's actually here for Coach Walburn. They've had a week of practice already. Boys basketball able to start actually right now. I know the Ironmen are going to have their first practice Monday night. It's like uh, the injury player. Being helped off the field by two of his teammates. And Landy Cope uh, not putting any weight on those uh, on that leg and he's actually carried off the field and hate to see that 
as you do, especially if it's potentially a last game situation. Granted, it's not saying they couldn't come back, but they are down by a score of 37-0. And the Ironmen will have the third quarter opening possession. All right, it brings up a fourth and 15, which is 42 seconds remaining. Yeah, I'm not what the Panthers elect to do. Back anticipating the punt with Kate Wolford back. And it's Robin that in punting formation around the 16-yard line. Snap, a quick snap. It only goes about eight yards deep, and the airman let it bounce, and it goes laterally and will go out of bounds at the 38-yard line. We needed to with him at that distance. We were really close to getting a blocked punt in there. Just missed it. It doesn't take that traditional what, 13 or 11 yards or no, so back. He's a one-step kicker. You know, he's not the two-step punt, so he has to be quick getting that one off pistol. 36-yard punt that time by Robinette. And when Robinette has more punts than pass completions, that is a good statistical sign. Yeah, that is. That's a good, that's a good stat. Very nice job, that stat man, this side of where, of everywhere. The Airmen will run this first half clock out as they take a knee on that possession, their first play, and they'll head to the locker room, leading it 20, or 37 to nothing is your score. Miami over Miami Trace, the Ironmen all over them here as we enter the intermission. So we'll take a timeout and we'll be back with more Jackson Ironman football right after this timeout. Bluetooth. Deciding who controls the music. Remembering where you parked. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your vehicle doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like remembering if you're on the third or fourth level of the parking garage. That's simple human sense. Contact your local auto owner's insurance agent, Darrow Insurance Agency, at 340 South Pennsylvania Avenue in Wellston. Call 384-2630. Iron City Implement at the corner of Broadway and Water Streets in Jackson is your one-stop spot for keeping your life on track and moving. Whether it's home or commercial, Iron City Implement has you covered with quality Napa brand auto parts and more. They have all the tools to make that job easier and done right. Milwaukee powered tools, gas-powered generators, Tools and parts and products you may have never even thought you needed. Need a special part you just can't seem to find anywhere else? There's a good chance that you'll find it at Iron City Implement. Say money isn't a factor. What would your dream home look like? A large yard and wraparound porch? A little townhouse in the city? Atomic Credit Union can make that dream a reality. Better homes come with better loans. And Atomic offers mortgage services that get you moving. Visit any of our convenient locations and speak to a mortgage specialist. All loans subject to approval, federally insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender. When your vehicle or semi finds itself stuck on the road, call the rescue team at Angles Garage and Wrecker Service located at 10992 Chillicothe Pike in Jackson. They provide 23 and a half hours of damage-free towing and recovery service. Whether you need roadside service, a tow, or repairs, you can count on their team to get the job done. Angles Garage and Wrecker Service is also an authorized U-Haul dealer. Call Angles Garage and Wrecker Service at 577-3636. Let's hook up. Hello, Osborne Equipment Service. I need to order pizza. We don't have any pizza. Can I get a cheeseburger? 
burger? We don't have any food. I think you might have the wrong number. You always say you have something for everyone. We do with parts and service for trucks, trailers, buses, and RVs. And we're family-owned and operated. We don't do food, but I've got a truck so I can go pick up a pizza if you want. While you're at it, my mom wants a salad. Your diesel specialist since 1979. Osborne Equipment Service in Jackson, Ohio. Call 800-937-3501. This is Joel Wood with Infinity Insurance Solutions in Jackson. Having the right players in the right places is critical for positive outcome. We at Infinity Insurance Solutions have some of the best. This puts Infinity Insurance Solutions in the best position to get the best insurance value for your business, business auto, home, personal auto, classic vehicle, life, IRAs, and annuities. Let our team find the best solution for you. Infinity Insurance Solutions of Jackson. Call Joel Wood, Shauna Davis, or Twain Boring at 740-286-4385. This is Football Friday Night on Mix 96, WKOV-FM, Oak Hill, a Jackson County broadcasting station. Playoff time at Alumni Stadium. The Jackson Ironmen fight their way into hosting a tournament or a playoff game tonight. And boy, have they taken advantage of being here at home and playing very well. The Ironmen with a 37-0 lead over Miami Trace. A game that was much, much closer just over Apple Festival weekend a little over a month ago. But tonight it's been all Jackson Ironmen taking advantage of short fields. And the score is... What I just said, 37 to 0. Hey, we got guests tonight. We're so excited. We had Brandon Oliver last week talking about the wrestling program, one of those winter sports. This week I get both head basketball coaches for our Jackson Ironmen and Iron Ladies. Jackson Iron Lady head coach and the uh, senior member of this uh duo. I mean, Coach Morrow's been here for going on his eighth year, but you shatter that, don't you, Coach Walburn? Yeah, this is uh, year 13, actually. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Well, head girls basketball coach Matt Walburn and joined also with us as head boys basketball coach, uh, Coach Max Morrow. Coach Walburn, it's here. You have actually been at practice for a whole week. The girls get to start one week earlier than the boys, and so your season has started. Yeah, we, uh, we started last Saturday. Um, had their junior high come up and practice with us the first day, and um, you know, and then pretty much practiced all week. It's been a it's been a difficult week because soccer. You know, our soccer team just lost in the district final last night, and um, I have three girls that, that start on the soccer team. Uh, my daughter Maddie and, and uh, Sydney Carpenter and TJ Carpenter. So they haven't been to practice yet, and. You know, it's hard to kind of get into a groove, and um, unfortunately, they lost last night three to nothing. It was a great game, but um, we have our overnight practice tonight. I started something like that probably about four or five years ago. So we'll get together after the football game, stay all night in the field house. And, uh, senior moms kind of feed the team tonight, and then we get up early in the morning and have another practice from eight to ten in the morning. So um, we still won't be fully staffed, unfortunately, because. Uh, Sydney Hughes and T.J. Carpenter both have to take a makeup ACT in the morning. So um, Monday will Monday will be full staff, I hope, and then we'll get after it. You're getting close, Coach Max Morrow. You will start, I think, your first practice is next Monday. Is my, is my understanding? It is. We're going to start Monday, like you said. We could have started uh, tonight. Uh, opens the boys' uh, first official practice. Um, we've opted to watch the Ironman play football tonight. Uh, we'll get after it on Monday with, with a, without a lot of our football guys obviously because we'll be playing next week and hopefully uh pretty pretty sure the, thing i think we're here the, next week yeah. the 
yeah. foreseeable future, you know, in the playoffs as, as these guys keep it up, and we're excited to keep watching them, and uh, um, we'll get there when we get there and enjoy the ride, but uh, the guys that are available on Monday will get into practice, and we're excited to, to see them get after it a little bit, and uh, it, it, the new season always brings a lot of joy and uh, expectation and, and excitement. Well, we do this every year. We certainly look forward to it. I, you know, I lo- I'm, a, I'm a basketball fan. I love watching these games, and it's going to be here before we know it. When will be the first girls game, Matt? It's, is it before Thanksgiving? Yeah, actually. seems to get earlier every year. It um, does. We owe, actually, we're opening a home this year. Um, we got Benton County come to town on uh, the 21st of November. Uh, actually, believe it or not, we played three games in November this year, so that's very unusual. It's usually just one, usually the week after Thanksgiving. Um, but it's opening, the season actually opens the weekend before Thanksgiving, and we we play that Monday, uh, the 21st of November at home. And the boys open up just after Thanksgiving, I think, in the Zane Trace Classic. Is that my understanding right? We open up Friday night at uh, the Zane Trace Football Classic against Zane Trace right after Thanksgiving. Uh, you could say Black Friday shopping um, for all the, all the people that do that, but uh, we'll see. Uh, that That's the tentative schedule. You know, like the Coach Walgren was saying, we have three games before the calendar turns in November. Wow. Because we go Friday and then turn right back around in our uh, Unioto and South Point on Monday and Tuesday. So it doesn't get any easier uh, with that little stretch there to start games. But, uh, you know, as, as long as these football kids keep winning, we'll have to readjust the schedule as we see fit and uh, make sure everything works out so we get these kids into practice and get them ready to go. I know it's a little bittersweet for you, Coach Morrow, because you're here rooting on the Jackson Ironman football team, but also rooting for no injuries of any basketball players out there. Absolutely. No injuries, but you know what? We're excited to watch them. We root for them every week, and you know what? We we would love to move our basketball season. You know that that's that's the attitude to have. So that'd be great. We're, we're ready to do that. That'd be great. Okay, off season. It's been good off seasons for both you guys. I know. I see the summer. The the, the leagues that we were able to have up in the field house. It's spectacular. The girls, I think, played every Monday night, and you had teams come in. The boys played on. Wednesday night on there, and that was fun to watch. And but it goes into even more of that. This is a year-round situation. Yeah, we you know we take off when you lose your last game, uh, tournament time. Um, really, we we took off about a week, and then the girls started lifting again. Uh, we're not allowed to do anything with them for 28 days after the season, but. You know, they you got volleyball and softball and uh, basketball and soccer all kind of work together and go in the off-season lift. And, you know, and then 28 days is over, we get back in the gym. And um, the month of June is really, really busy, like you said. Summer league here at Jackson. And then, you know, we went to three or four shootouts. I took them. We went to Concord University. Uh, if people remember uh, T.J. May, who's coach here. He's a, he's a boys coach over at Concord. And we, we took our girls there for two days and... You know, you just, the month of June, we probably play anywhere from 28 to 30 games in the month of June. And uh, then July and all July is just a little bit open gym, and August is that, you know, downtime. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's 10 months out of the year for sure. We always had an overnight in the summer, too, I think, and had some uh, uh, scrimmages besides the league play. We did. We did. We uh, enjoyed, uh, like Coach Walford said, a lot of shootouts, a lot of scrimmages, played a lot of basketball in a small amount of time. But like I tell my guys every year, you know, give me the month of June, and once July 4th hits, we'll, we'll relax and you can have your time because 
they need a time off and, and to relax. And most of our guys are going right into two a days pretty soon in, in football camp. So, you know, they need that time to, to rest their body because most of these kids are playing two and three sports and, and, and enjoying it. And we, we need them all. So, uh, you know, uh, had a great summer. Like I said, can't say enough about our facilities and our, and our opportunity up here to host these summer leagues because it keeps our kids playing basketball at home. You know, Coach Walburn has one, Coach Martin with the volleyball team, and then I do a junior high and varsity one. So every night of the week up here in the month of June is completely packed. Yeah, people don't think we utilize the facility. They're crazy. They should come up every and spend a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night in there. There, The place is full, and it's really exciting. Let's talk about fundraisers. Just recently, you guys had a very successful golf outing that was really a lot of fun for people. Yeah, we did. We weren't, um, I don't know, Coach Morrow's have been two years years or one year we were off one year because of the pandemic yep um and i will say coach morrow was he he loves to do this golf outing and i was kind of being the lazy guy this year but he did talk me into it and and of course when we do it it's great um you know we had the, the community stepped in and we had 40 plus whole sponsors i love to name them all i don't have to list in front of me but you guys you know who you are you always help with that um, we ended up with 17 teams. Um, we did it in the early October, so to get 17 teams in the early October, and it's good. You know, we have a variety of people to play. We got our, we get football coaches to play. Mr. Morrow here played. You know, Mr. Dobbins. Mr. Dobbins usually plays. Uh, you got your hackers, but you got some good golfers we got too. Our, we got our hackers. We got our good golfers, and you know, you start thinking. You know, I think you were had a skill prize this this year, didn't oh, you? Oh, got beat out by a dandy. Yeah, uh, probably one of the better players out there, Mr. Bradley Beasel Wilson. Yeah, I think you know that him. gentleman. Yeah. Dude, I'm still mad at him. Yeah, he's you know Bradley. He's a he's a great golfer, and uh, I you know he maybe probably tried to cheat you since it was you, but uh, yeah, you I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, he he could play. You know, luckily it was in front of everybody. Luckily it was in front of everybody. <laughs> well witnessed. And and I will say I'll give him credit. He did donate some money back, so uh, we got to give him some props. So Beasel, if you're listening, buddy, thank you so much for that. Hey, and also piggyback on that. Eric Davis had a team, and I'm not going to name everybody on a team. One first place, donate some money back. Yeah. Philip Osborne's team got second place, donate some money back. And Willie Woodard was with the pot, donated the pot. money back. So we yeah. can ask for enough people to do that, come out and support us, and then still win stuff and donate it back. Well, so. You even had guys that are out there playing, plus their businesses as team sponsors. That's really oh, yeah. the program. It's a neat thing. Yeah, you can, like I said, I can see her name them, but I don't, you know, I don't have a list in front of us. But it's, the community is just awesome. No matter what, like, we're getting ready to do the bash. Coach Morrow's going to talk about that. But just like T-shirt sponsors for that, we're asking these folks to do a $50 hole sponsor, and then we'll turn around asking them to do a $100 T-shirt sponsor. And Very they just jump on. Asking them to buy a $100 dollars Then buy $100. And they always always jump do. on board, yeah. and it's great. we got to start to with uh, Coach Oliver, but this is the fundraising effort by both the girls' basketball program and the boys' basketball program, and it's coming up a little over two weeks away. It is, and you know, I, I, we, Coach Walter and myself couldn't, you know, do it without our support group. You know, those uh, guys and gals that are in there that work a lot of hours behind the scenes on this that, that we don't have to do, you know, deal with, um, put this on for these kids, and what this does is it provides, you know, what we need for the whole season, you know, shoes, to travel gear, to meals, um, 
to anything that we need as far as, you know, equipment-wise. Um, the, overnight, the overnight stays in the summer. Yeah, I mean, it really takes care of these uh, uh, young ladies and young men of Jackson. And you know what? I, I I would like to say we're pretty spoiled. We're well off and we have nice things that our kids are. Our community really take, takes care of our kids. Care of they yeah. really do. But they love to watch them compete. Absolutely. And the bash, we don't really, I think Coach Morrow will will second this. We we don't really do anything, to be honest with you. And, and I think it's important. My you know my support group, Aaron Carpenter, my wife, Kim Walburn, Jennifer Hughes and uh, Amy Mapes just joined um, the girls program this year. We, we switch every year who takes charge of the bash and the girls are doing it this year, the girls program. I haven't done anything except I've got to help collect tickets. Um, but other than that, those guys take it and do they do it all. With my understanding, it is it is a raffle. We are we are selling what three hundred tickets at one hundred dollars per ticket with an opportunity to win five thousand dollars at the end of it. Right. But there are prizes all the way throughout the right. drawing. It is the bash is going to be you know this coming Sunday, two weeks from this coming Sunday on November thirteenth. Uh, like you just said, it's it's, it's a five thousand dollar winner at the end. There's there's tickets drawn. The first ticket drawn, get the free ticket back in next year. Um, but I, like you, Coach Walbert said, I couldn't do it without my support group. And right now, you know, behind the scenes, Casey Campbell, Kelly Woodard, and Brandon Carroll really working a lot of hours behind this. And, and you know, if you know of any boy or girl out there playing basketball, they probably have two tickets. We Everybody has two tickets in their hand right now. Um, and we still have more. So if you want one, get a hold of any of us. Like I said, we try to sell them. Uh, you get, get as many sold as we can. Uh, it really supports our kids throughout the whole season. Well, man, I was on the TV show show today, and I, and I was telling people, I said, they can get hold of Coach Matt Walburn, they can yeah. get a co head of Coach Max Morrow, they can get hold of me, I'll have Absolutely. access, if you, if, or get hold of Dan Dobbins, anybody you know, Pete Wilson, anybody you know, and we'll get you a ticket, and you just can't believe how um, how much you are really backing this basketball program. And I think it's important, because with these tickets, we, each kid has to sell two, and and it's very important that people know that if they sell those two tickets, basically our kids don't really pay for anything during the season or in the summer. The the, the ticket will buy their shoes. The ticket will buy their travel gear that you see them wearing, a hoodie, a backpack, um, all the way to feeding them Subway, team dinners, um, overnight. They, they just... It's a great, and that's the only fundraiser we do the whole year. We try not to fundraise the death out of things all year long, um, but it it does go directly back to our student athletes. So we try to make one and make it worth it. And make it worth it. So in the community, will as they do, they back this and please step up, buy a raffle ticket, have some fun with it. Who knows? You might be a big winner. In right, it. Absolutely. And uh, everybody has the same opportunity. There will not be more than 300 tickets sold. Hope we sell them all. Someday, if there's fewer than that sold, you just up so, your odds. That's yeah, still, still 5,000 at the end of the day. Yeah, that's, that's, a fact. Fact. that's a fact. Well, I'm trying to think of it. I don't want to steal all the time for this. Yes, your staff. I want to hear both staffs because I know every year there's slight changes, but uh, I think you're pretty well set, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be real quick here. Um, I know Pete ditching to get after it here. Junior high level, I got uh, Coach John Groff, who is our head girls soccer coach. Just off a pretty good fall. Just off a you know, real good season. They were 14-4-2, uh, sectional championship. And then Ryan Mapes helps him. Um, varsity level, of course, myself as the head coach. Madison Jones, who was a great player here, was an All-American of Shawnee State. 
Um, she's my, my varsity assistant. Um, we have uh, Tyler Jeffers, who, if you watch these football games, he's jumping up and down the sidelines. He's my JV coach. And then uh, Monty Gillen and uh, Chad Carpenter both are volunteer assistants that, uh, that are very, very helpful. So I've, I've got a great staff, and it's been a, a nice tenured staff, too. We've been, they've all been here quite a while. You've got a lot of familiar faces, but it may be in some new spots this year and a couple new ones. We do. we got a lot of the, the same guys that have, have been very fortunate for me to keep those guys intact, and uh, they do a lot for me, even though I don't like giving most of them all the credit they always like. But uh, uh, my assistant varsity coaches, Dan Foles, you know, couldn't ask for anything better. He's been with me from almost day one. You know, in year two of this, he started with me. Um, and then my other assistant varsity coach is Jordan Lower, who was there last year and is now here in year two. Um, our new JV coach is now Scott Lowe, which has been with me ever since I started this. He started in seventh grade. He's been freshman. Uh, he does a little bit of everything for us there. And a new freshman coach this year, Alec Ray. Um, played here and, and is bringing some youth to the to the senior uh, staff we got. Um, our junior high coaches, I couldn't ask for a better one, and, and, and Coach Andy Hall, which is in year two of this, uh, back-to-back there. He's the eighth-grade coach. And then our seventh-grade coach was a, a new one who was one of my uh, lifelong buddies and, and a good player and, and a lot of sports here at Jackson and Marcus Ball. So, you know, I'm, I think it's a great staff, excited to work with these young men, and uh, we're excited to get, to get the season started. Guys, congratulations. Looking forward to it. We want football to last forever, but basketball is around the corner. Do not forget, forget to support the base. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for having us tonight. Thanks, Coach Walburn and Coach Morrow. And we will turn it over to Pete Wilson, who has statistics for that first half ready to go. All right, let's run down those numbers real quick. Once again, the Ironmen leading 37 to nothing here at halftime. 21 points in the first quarter, 16 more in the second quarter while keeping Miami Trace off the board. Team stats almost as lopsided. They are as lopsided as the scoreboard. Ten first downs for Jackson, one for Miami Trace. 26 scrimmage plays for Jackson, 19 for Miami Trace. Jackson has run the ball. That's been their main main mode of operation in this first half. 20 carries through 221 yards. Uh, and that is 50 yards in the air through 271 yards on track for well over 500 yards. For Miami Trace, they have been held to 17 rushing yards on 14 carries, only 9 passing yards. So give Miami Trace net 26 yards here in the first half. Remember, they came in averaging 29.5 points per game. Jackson is 4 of 6 passing uh, with a touchdown and no interceptions. Miami Trace, 2 of 5 passing, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Jackson, 1 punt for 26 yards. Miami Trace, 3 punts for uh, about 37-yard average. Jackson has no turnovers, no fumbles lost, no interceptions. Miami Trace has lost three fumbles, and I tell you what, every one of them was on a hard Jackson hit. Uh, we saw it out here, just a just a rock-hard rock hit by Jackson uh, defensive players. Uh, Jackson also recovered an onside kick as well. Uh, for uh, On the penalties, Jackson 2 for 15, so uh, not getting hurt by penalties as they have in the past. Miami Trace, two penalties for six yards. Individually, Cade Wolford having one of the games of his life. He's had so many, I have to put it that way. 15 carries, 185 yards, and two, two breakaway touchdowns. Uh, Jacob Winters, two carries, minus eight yards. He was sacked but he scored a touchdown on a one-yard plunge. It was the first touchdown of the game. Dolan Johnson, five carries, 39 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Eli Broman, two carries for six yards. 
Uh, Gavin Jones has the one catch through uh, 12 yards. That was a touchdown. Cade Wilford has two receptions through 35 yards to add to his um, to add to his overall offensive yards on top of that rushing. Uh, Bo Landrum with a very Im- very important third down catch of, that went for 23 yards. It kept Jackson's second uh, possession alive and uh, helped uh, you know keep Jackson on track for a runaway first half here. Uh, Miami Trace in their first possession, had their one first down. They gained 28 yards. Since then, no first downs, minus two on the net yardage. So, you know, 37 points, you look up there at the Jackson offense, the Jackson defense, I'll wager, has been just as good. I'd say you're just about right on that way. Sure. He usually is. There he usually is. Good to have Mr. Wilson back with those statistics. Beautiful job there once again. It's fun talking to our basketball coaches. They, they It's hard to get the microphone away from those guys. Yeah, what happened that, uh, to the halftime? Yeah, halftime was here and gone, and I didn't even get to watch our band, but I could hear them in the background, and I sound like another undefeated season in Week 11 for uh, Coach Hurd and that marching band. Well, just, like bas- or just like football and most Indian sports, I mean, as you heard them say, it's it's about 11 months out of the year. No really. question about it. The band never stops, and there's a reason. I was talking to people downstairs, and somebody was, you know, had kids that went to a big school in Columbus, and they said they had the huge band and all the enthusiasm and tons of players playing, but they were saying, you know, this is the same feeling as here at Jackson. You don't find that at a lot of high schools. And uh, it's a special show that is put up on here on the hill on every Friday night. It's an event here in Jackson. And what an event this first half was. 37 to nothing if you're just joining us. It's been 21 points in the first quarter for the Ironman. And it's, they, yeah, they just haven't looked back. It's been a total... Uh, Domination. And you're right, you know, the offensive stats are a bit mind-boggling. The points are a bit mind-boggling. But how about the defense setting up the Ironman? And granted, one of those was a turnover, onside kick. But we had three short fields in consecutive order there to get out to that huge lead and to score those three touchdowns in a two-minute period there. And, 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 and since then, Trace is not truly even come close to threatened to scoring yet. And right now, the Ironman will receive tonight's open or second half kickoff. It will be Warnick uh, teeing it up and Zach Warnick, the senior kicker. Well, kicking at the, in the middle is Kate Wolford. Down around the five-yard line. Good kicker. The one time he did kick off, it was a nice, deep, high kick. See if Kate gets an opportunity here or any of the other back people there to make a return. Try to pass along some of those other Region 11 scores that we have them come in. Here's a squib kick to begin this half, and it is taken at the 36-yard line by the Ironman, and returning it out over the 40 about the 42-yard line. Gavin Jones, good job there. Looked like a baseball player, which he is. Scooped that one up and carried it across the 40-yard line. Mark at the 43. Yeah, it looked like a shortstop doing it uh, the short hop there. And it's a good first down or first uh, field position on this first down play. Tucker Williams in the backfield for the Ironman. I think he is going to take over the quarterback duties here in the second half. It will be a running clock as the Airmen are up by 30 points here in this second half. Becker Williams takes the snap, hands off, second back through, and 
Uh, getting a couple yards out near the 45-yard line. Nolan Johnson, the second back through, as he gets it up to the 45. Well, it's second and eight. Landy Kent shuttles the play in from the Jackson sideline. Thank you for joining us on this. Lot to the right side now. Motion up by the slot man. A handoff there. It is Roland Johnson getting his number called, and he is going to be dropped for a loss. Could not get around the corner. That's one thing that Miami Trace has done well tonight is defend the outside. They have. Um, remember, Chili started out doing that well. Then I think, as you said, we kind of wore him down. We're finally able to get Kate to the outside a little bit more. But uh, one thing we've done tonight, we've run between the tackles well. And we've had a couple big gaping holes there that have turned into uh, long runs. Now, Cade, one was the outside. Do you remember being a kid and waking to the smell of bacon frying on the stove? Or the smell of fresh steaks on the grill? Those days are not over. Dave's Custom Butchering in Wellston brings back those childhood memories with some of the best fresh meats available for your family. Smoked bacon, homemade brats, fresh ground beef, and unbelievable steaks are waiting for you at Dave's Custom Butchering. Dave's Custom Butchering, West Broadway Street in Wellston. Call ahead and we'll have your order ready. 740-384-2340. Feeling spicy? Then get even more spicy with Leroy's Spicy Chicken at Hothead Burritos. Wow, man, these burritos and bowls are next-level spicy. It's Leroy's special craft recipe made with a love for all things spicy at the top of his list. Loaded with mouth-watering, perfectly spiced chicken then topped with our signature Hothead sauce. It's the hot craft flavor creation that's sure to satisfy any spicy craving. Leroy's Spicy Chicken, only at Hothead Burritos. Auto and Truck Tire Center is your one-stop shop for all your mechanical and tire needs. Auto and Truck Tire Center offers 24-hour road service for your tires. Auto and Truck Tire Center will also come out to your farm for all your farm tire problems. So if you have a mechanical or a tire problem, give Auto and Truck Tire Center a call. 740-286-2290. That's 286-2290. Or stop in at 14700 State Route 93 in Jackson. With 9.47 remains in the third quarter, we apologize. Didn't know we were away, but uh, we'll give you uh, the recap of that uh, Jackson Ironman score in just a moment as Billy Hay gets set to kick it off for Jackson, and he kicks this deep to the 15-yard line, heading up the center of the field and out to the 29-yard line. That'll make it to 30 is the return man. Taylor with the tackle. Pete Wilson, can you recap that drive? It was a quick one, and I think some of the listening audience didn't hear it, but Braden Powell certainly stepped up big. Yes, he did. Uh, third and long, and of course, so you throw a dive play up the middle. All it does is go for 59 yards and a touchdown. Braden Powell calling him Mr. Touchdown. A touchdown about every other 
carry because he is the short yardage back when they get down inside the 10-yard line. But this time, he breaks away for 59 yards in the touchdown. Uh, Fort did kick the extra point, so it's 44 to nothing. And it will be first and 10 for the Miami Trace Panthers as Robinette takes the snap and rolls out. His pass is complete to Garrett Guest here on the near side. He threaded that pass in. The only he could catch it is the airman had it well defended. It is a gain of about eight on the play. Boy, we had pressure on the quarterback, and he threw a beautiful pass that did pick up about eight. You're right. Jackson's starting to get some different bodies in defensively. I see Zach Kraft in there, one of the down tackles. We've got the Ironman. We'll get them all going there as best we can. Caden Snyder is in at the nose guard position. Ryan Taylor at the left tackle. Second and two. And Robinette will hand off straight up the middle to LeBeau, and LeBeau will have the first down, crossing the 40 to the 41-yard line. This is an interesting stat. That is their second first down in the contest. Right, and the first one came on the very first Series. possession. Yes, correct. Yes. All right, new set of downs for the Panthers. As they break the huddle, they have trips to the left. Pistol formation. Robinette takes the snap and rolls left side, throwing it up the middle. It's caught at the 47, dropped immediately. But it will be a gain of seven on that first down play. Good coverage, Landon Camp gets the tackle right away. But once again, a pass that was threaded and put the only place I think the receiver could have caught it. He made the catch. And we have a moving clock. It's now down to 7.30 remaining in this third quarter play. Trips to the right. Or Trace. They're at their own 47-yard line. Second and four. Rolling to the right is Robinette. Slowing it upfield. It is caught and moving down to the Ironman 45-yard line. That, making that tackle is Shea Sowers, and that's enough for an iron, for a back-to-back uh, -back first down by man. Camp on the coverage, camp on the tackle, but it is another first down, and they're into Jackson territory. Moving the ball to the 46-yard line. Gavin Jones at one of the outside linebacker positions, giving Graydon Powell after that long run a breather. All right, first and 10 from the Ironman 46-yard line. The boat, here's a play action. They throw it over the middle. Whoa. And Bo Lanham is there to deliver the boat blow to make sure that pass is not complete to Garrett Guest. Well, how good has Bo Landrum been for the Ironman? Both sides of the football, special teams, big hit there. You get it, you hit a receiver that way a couple of times, he's not going to want to catch yeah, the football. He heard yes, he did. All right, second and ten. Normally I'd say the stop clock is stopped on that incomplete pass, but not the case. As we have a 44 to nothing Jackson Lee. Trips to the left. Ironman showing blitz on this play, and they hand off to LeBeau. No, they fake it to LeBeau, and Robinette is dragged down behind the line of scrimmage. Gavin Jones, coming from that outside linebacker position, chases the quarterback down, brings him down for a tackle for a loss. Two-yard loss, makes it third and 12, ball back at the 48-yard line. Sophomore been active tonight, hasn't he, with a touchdown reception, a couple tackles now. Third quarter is rapidly moving along. It's uh, down to 
Just over five minutes remaining. Third and 12 for Trace. And Robinette looking over the middle, flushed out of the pocket. And now he throws it upfield, and it will be incomplete. Only had the one player he can go to, Garrett Gesson. There were three Jackson Ironman defenders within just a few yards. Well, we ran him out of the pocket, then Caden Snyder chases him down. Actually, had him pretty well wrapped up when he threw that pass, ends up in the turf. Good pressure by a defensive, just really the front three with that pressure. And that brings up a fourth and 12. Ball rest at the Ironman 48-yard line. I think they will play for it. Going back deep for the Ironman is Eli Broman. And the, gets the kick away, just a, long, a, a kick that never went any higher than about uh, eight feet off the ground, but it rolls inside the 20, inside the 15, and down at the 12-yard line. 36-yard punt there by Robinette. Jackson will not have good field position, but it really doesn't matter, does it? 44 to nothing with 4.20 to go, and we'll see how the Ironmen play this in a rapidly moving third quarter, as you might guess, with the running clock. Looks like a truly second unit offensively now for Jackson. Tucker Williams started the uh, second half as the starting quarterback. We'll try to get all the names of people. Colton Leach, I see him going into the huddle right now. I think it is uh, Colson Oyer, the couple of the offensive linemen. Jacob Allen, who has played a lot tonight, is on the line right at the moment, the freshman. All right, the Aaron need to get this playoff down, play clock down to three seconds. Williams takes the snap, pitches to the left, and getting out to the 15-yard line. Is that Drew Wiley the ball here? I think it was Ryan Simons in there. Ryan Simons is the ball here. This is all the two. But, uh, it will be number 12, Ryan Simonson. He'll pick up about three yards. Ryan, a freshman. He's run out of bounds at the... His sister, Abby, is right next to us. She was a star on that outstanding girls' soccer team. Had the had the goal on the 1-0 district semifinal game. Yeah. And what does she do in her interview? She gives praise to the great pass by Sydney Carpenter. Uh, yeah. Out of way. Here's a... Second down play, and the handoff goes to Charlie Woodard, and Woodard's hit in the backfield, and he'll go down for a... Well, let's see if they give you four progress. Line of scrimmage will now be the 14-yard line. Ironman shuffling people in and out. 2.55 remaining. In the third quarter. the third Tucker Williams, hand off the left side, and working his way back out to the 15-yard line. Bryce Delaney with the carry. It looked like a hole for a second. Closed quickly. Ironman will be forced to punt. Now that's when we send, we do send our starting punt team there. It's so hard to get a second unit of punt. And uh, Jacob Winters will be standing about his one-yard line. Delaney, the uh, 5'11", 190 sophomore. Number Boy, is his stock raised as the year went on. Yes, Very solid nose guard for the Ironman. Winters to punt it away. And this punt will be fair caught, or they call for the fair catch at the 45-yard line, but the uh, returner goots away, and it will be down by the Ironman at the 45-yard line. 
of Jackson. 30-yard punt there by Jacob Winters, only his second punt. And let's say this, you overlooked his punting. Didn't get off to a very good starting in week one, maybe week two, but since then he has been one of the he's been usually the better punter on the field. Well the Army. and also he didn't get many opportunities. We've scored, you know, we're right around forty forty nine points a game within the league this year, so you don't pump very many times when you're scoring that kind of points. First and ten for Miami Trace. Ball to the Ironman forty five yard line. Trace trails forty four to nothing. And here's Robinette heading off. And the left side is Weston Dawes. Dawes will pick up about five yards. He works his way down towards the Ironman 40-yard line. Kevin Jones wraps him up, brings him down. Pick up your right about four yards on first. Clock running. We're closing out this third quarter. A minute, 15 seconds running clock. They don't give him the 40-yard line. Neat touch at the 41. They'll bring up second and long six. Trips again here to the near side of the field. Robinette has went all the way, looks, takes the snap, throws out in the flat to the right side. The ball is cradled in by number 85. That's uh, Jake Manbeavers, and the uh, junior brings it down for enough for a first down for Miami Trade. Quick shout-out to our buddy J.P. Davis. He is listening to us tonight. He just texted me. He listened to the halftime show to those basketball coaches, and he and his son want one of those raffle tickets. A big shout-out to him. That's what we need to do. People, step up and support these programs. Thank you, Jay. John, John P. Davis and J.P. All right, here's the handoff. And staying on his feet and working his way down inside the 25 to the 20 yard line tackle made by charlie wooder at the 19 that carry was made by weston Dahl. charlie saved a touchdown there but the clock will run out that'll be the end of three quarters three quarters of football are in the books as the jackson ironman lead miami trace panthers 44 to nothing and we'll be back for jackson ironman football right after this timeout you can be sure that you're getting the right coverage at the right price. At the Sheward Folks Insurance Agency, it's all about relationship. We work one-on-one -on -one with you to make sure your auto, home, farm, or business is protected by a quality insurance company. That's why we work with Ohio Mutual Insurance Group. We know you can trust Ohio Mutual to protect what matters most to you and your family. Once you see how Ohio Mutual cares for your needs, you'll trust them as well. Give us a call at 740-286-1708. We can recommend the best coverage from the best companies like Ohio Mutual. Go Ironman. High school football is back. At Queen Bee Cleaning, we understand what this means for families. Long nights and dirty equipment thrown throughout the house. As a parent myself, I know how fast they can all pile up. Let your players focus on sweeping the floors with their opponents. Queen Bee can handle the ones at home. We offer professional cleaning with a personal touch. We're insured and offer cleaners for both residential and commercial properties. So if the busyness of the season has you in a pinch, call Queen Bee Cleaning at 740-418-2710 or message us on our Facebook page today. Welcome back to Jackson Ironman football. Dan Dobbins alongside Pete Wilson and Dan Marr. It's 44 to nothing as we open up this fourth quarter of play. It'll be a first and 10 from Miami Trace at the Ironman 19. Robinette has went the whole way. Very Robinette for the Panthers. And he takes the snap and rolls to his left side. Ball will be caught. And tackle. Wolford making the tackle. 
No, it was, well, Bodie Wolford. Bodie, yeah. Bodie Wolford and Hunter Sykes, both involved on that tackle. Nice thing about this, boy, it's a playoff game, and a lot of the younger players getting some snaps out here on Alumni Stadium. You, you can't beat that for experience. I see Blaine Hale out there at one of the defensive tackle positions. It's a gain of six, make it on second and four. Ball moved down to the 14-yard line. Miami Trace has not scored. And Robinette looking over the middle. It is caught inside the five and into the end zone for the touchdown. First of the night for Miami Trace. As we put the jinx on them, Dob. You just said they had not scored, but that was a good pass, good catch. Slant pattern, kind of shielded off the defender and was just able to get across the goal line That's over the first six points of the night for the Panthers. Garrett, yes, the big six-four receiver with the touchdown. Hawk has stopped on extra points and scores. And now Warnock will come on to try to make it 44-7. Pitch on the way, plenty of legs there, and it's right down the middle. 44 to he is a kicker, isn't he? 44-7 is your score. Jackson leads Miami Trace, and we'll be back with more fourth quarter action right after this timeout. When you hear this... The number to call is 740-286-5864 for the Glass Garage. Greg Hogue and the fine staff of the Glass Garage, located at 198 Morton Street, Jackson, is ready to fix that broken window. The Glass Garage is your auto glass specialist. They also do residential repair to fix that broken window at the home. The Glass Garage, phone 740-286-5864. Remember, the Glass Garage. When you think of your community bank, are you thinking of leading technology? Things like mobile banking and mobile deposit? Being able to pay a friend using Zelle? Are you thinking of best-in-class bill pay and customized account alerts? If you're thinking of those things, then you must be thinking of Jackson County Banking Center. They have leading technology and local support. And by local, we mean right here in your neighborhood. Leading technology, local support. That's Jackson County Banking Center. Member FDIC. Forty-four to seven is your score. So we're in the fourth quarter, and Warnock will kick off for Miami Trace after they've just scored their first touchdown. And it's a long, high kick, and it will be taken. Well, Wolfer will let it hit at the one-yard line, and it bounces into the end zone for a touchdown. Pete Wilson will look at that first scoring drive for the Panthers. Okay, well Miami Trace gets on the board in the finally using the last part of the third quarter and the first part of the fourth quarter in this quickly moving running clock situation. I have five plays, 45 yards. They had good field position to start off, and they took advantage of it. Touchdown comes on a 13-yard pass from Trey Robinette to Garrett. Yes, that's the number one quarterback and the number one receiver. They combine for the touchdown. Extra point is by Zach Warnick. Now we have a 44-7 game. Clock moving with 10 minutes and 25 seconds to go. Ironman will start from the 20 after the touchback. Uh, we will have number five, freshman Bodie Wolford in at quarterback for the Ironman. He works out of the eye formation. And whistle blows. The, the Ironman is going to be penalized to lay a game. Slow trying to get the right personnel in there, which is always tough in these second halves when you're trying to get everybody on the field. Good to see Bodie Woofer get the snaps at quarterback also. Ian Tucker, 
Tucker did a good job there while he was in. And the handoff over the right side. It looks like Charlie Woodard with the ball here. And he's out over the 20 to the... Charlie ran over a tackler there. That's a seven-yard gain on first down. He's out to the 22. Wrap both arms around that football. Ryan Tomez brings the play in to Bodie. The freshman, all those guys that we mentioned there recently, the freshman, they had an outstanding season themselves. Second and eight off the 22-yard line. Wolford looks up at the play clock. And hands off to the second back through and out to the 25-yard line. Those that carry was Ryan Simon, the ball carrier. He picks up about three yards, and that'll bring up third and five now for the Ironman. Senior Zach Kraft getting some snaps at that defensive end position. He also was playing. He's one of the top backups on the defensive line. Ethan McGraw checks in the line for the Ironman. Clock now moving to eight and a half minutes. And a timeout has been called by the Ironman with 8.21 remaining. Looking at a third down and five. We take a timeout the first of this half, and we'll be back with more Jackson Ironman football after this. I'm so bored. There's nothing to do here. That makes one of us because I go bowling at Leo Wilson every week. You do? Yes. I join the league, which means I go to Leo Wilson to bowl and have fun socializing with my friends weekly. Do you ever get hungry when you go bowling at Leela of Wilson? Not anymore since Amori's Pizzeria popped up inside of Leo of Wilson. They bring award-winning pizza to my bowling team's table every week. Man, that sounds like fun. Can I still join the fun at Leela of Wilson? Sure you can. Leagues are now forming. Stop in at 15 North Park Avenue in Boston, or give us a call at 740-384-6670. Your home of Jackson Ironman football is Mix 96 FM. It's third down and five for the Ironman as Bodie Wolford has a little play action looking. Now he'll take off and, and run. He's out over the 30, and did he get the first yes, down? Yes, he did. Just by about a half a yard, Bodie Wolford dives for the first down space. He needed five. He got six, and I'll move the chain. We were lucky enough today to get to do a kind of a football preview show on Jennifer's morning Main Street television show, and uh, we were joined by his uncle, Bob Grillo, who said, Bodie Wolford, the tallest Wolford he can ever remember. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. All right. Simon goes in motion. He will get to know. They fake the handoff to him, and Wolford keeps it. He'll work his way out to the 35-yard line. Gain of about four on that carry. Aaron puts this, uh, this game away on ice in the late stages of that first quarter. Oh, and quickly. And I'll tell you right now, that little first down run by Bodie Wolford, that allows us to eat up quite a bit of this last eight minutes because, as we've said, it is a running clock. Ironman utilizing most all of the uh, time they can between plays. Great to see the younger guys get a play, but you don't want any injuries at this point. Another big game coming up next week. Second down and seven. 
And Charlie Charles Woodard went around the left end, gives a good stiff arm, picks up the first down, and crossing midfield. They're going to say he stepped out of bounds at the 47-yard line, but that's enough for a Jackson Ironman first down, keeping the chain moving. Got some good blocks out there. Grant McCarthy, I saw Jacob Allen in there. Left side of that offensive line game, Charlie Samarubi turns the corner, and you said it, a good stiff arm to get another five or six yards on his own. Another clock inside six and a half minutes. goes in motion. They, you know, they hand it to him. He's got a little seam as he crosses midfield and picks up about seven yards. Tackled at the 46-yard line. Jet sweep with Woodard. Good first down play. Give him Clock keeps running. Seven on that first down carry. Don't leave us on post game. We will have Pete Wilson statistics. We will hear from Coach Hall, and we'll give away our awards. The Monroe Collision Hit of the Week Award winner and the Jason Gillum Insurance Player of the Game. Brian Stewart out wide to the left, lot to the right side. And Simonson, they take uh, it to him, and Wolford will be hit at the just after he crosses the 45-yard line. He'll be a yard short of the first. Clock now down to five minutes and 15 seconds remaining in the game. Jackson leads it 44 to seven. Third and the long one for the Airmen. to the tailback. Stiff arm is Woodard. Around the right side, he has the first down as he's tackled at the 40, at the 41-yard line. Moves the chains and uh, this one drives, keeps moving. Panthers have three timeouts. I have no reason why they would ever want to use them right now. And the Ironman might be able to run the clock out now with that first down. All placed on the right hash mark as the Ironman goes towards the south end of the stadium. Axer slid a little and a quick handoff and over to the left side. That's a nice gain on first down down to the 32-yard line. 18 seniors are, are sure that they are not playing their final game on Alumni Stadium. That's a good thing. And McCarty, number 15, the ball carrier, his first of the night, picks up eight yards. Granville, Bell Fountain, we haven't got a score on that one yet, I don't think, but that will be the Ironman opponent here at Alumni Stadium next Friday night. Second and short. Long-range weather looks like another good night, too. It certainly does. Yes. Cody Wolfer stands uh, behind that center, now watches the play clock tick good down hole. to three, and uh, hands off to McCarty, and McCarty has the first down. As he's down at the 25-yard line. Good hard running by McCarty. Pretty hard to bring down, 195 pounds. At the 25-yard line, Pete Wilson, that's another first down. Jackson now with 16 of them. Miami Trace with six in that category. Our good buddy Jason Brown just sent me an update and has Kahana leading uh, Belfout by a score of 19 to seven, and that one looks like it's into the fourth quarter. Granville, not Kahana. Granville, that's what I meant. Okay. Granville. Good 
this team's eight and two. Here's McCarty with another carry. He's got a nice a hole as over the left side. Works it down inside the 20-yard line. We just beg for a little information and people step up. Absolutely. Don't call it second and a long three. Call it the 19-yard line. Drive the clock is running. Two minutes, 23 seconds, and Lee Wolford gets the play from Coach Andy Hall on the sideline, or into the huddle, and with 10 seconds on the play clock. Wolford will take the snap, and keep it as he rolls around the right side, and... He'll lose a couple of yards, but he stays inbound, keeping the clock running, and now we're inside two minutes to go. Good crowd on hand tonight by our Jackson Ironman fans. We bragged about how well we traveled last week in Chillicothe. They showed up tonight. Tickets are a little more expensive when you get to the playoffs. You have to go online. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do, but people have stepped up. For you and, and I. <laughs> yeah, for we old folks. But uh, people have stepped up and showed up. And uh, the Ohio High School Athletic Association thanks you. Outstanding job by Pat Stevens, RAD. In the last uh, couple plays of the game, as McCarty gets his member called on that third down play, he will not pick up the first down, but he's down to the 17-yard line. And this play on fourth and two will be inside one minute remaining in the game. Some of the Ironmen are already sneaking over there by the 50-yard line, ready to start shaking hands. Clock running under 50 seconds now. They can let another 15 seconds run off the uh, play clock. At the line of scrimmage on this fourth and two. Over. And the Ironman will have the first down getting inside the 15-yard line. It's Grant McCarty he again. Gets, he's been the workhorse during the last game. Yeah, that will be the last play of the game. That will do it. 44-7, to seven, the Jackson Ironman roll to an easy victory here tonight. At home in week number 11, the first round of the uh, Division Three Region 11 playoffs. Frontier Athletic Conference games this year. The Ironmen have been nothing short of stellar. Another 44-7 to win tonight. The Ironmen, we had figured during league games this year, had averaged 49 points per contest, giving up around 13. And all they did was kind of increase on those stats again tonight. Uh, very impressive. Offense, defense, special teams effort again tonight, and these are special. This is our uh, 27th playoff game that we've been able to broadcast. And uh, I'm looking forward to number 28 next Friday night. We are. Yes, we are. This is win number eight in the history for Coach Andy Hall and win number 11 for the Ironmen overall as far as wins in the playoffs. All right, we'll be back to recap tonight's game. We have lots to come in tonight's post game. Coach Andy Hall will join us. Pete Wilson will give the final numbers and we'll give away some awards. Right now, we will pause for the timeout and be back with more Jackson Ironman football right after this. 
No job too big, no job too small. Dunaway Motorsports Garage does it all. Located at 108 Chillicothe Street in Jackson, Dunaway Motorsports Garage is open and ready to repair. Specializing in automotive and farm equipment service and repair, as well as hydraulic cylinder repair, welding, and fabrication. Dunaway Motorsports Garage has the right kind of service for you, including the parts you bring. Stop in or call Leroy or Sherry Dunaway at 740-577-9281. Hey, all you Ironman football fans, we're back with the Gillum Insurance Player of the Game. Tune in each and every week to 96.7 and listen to Dan and Dan give their Player of the Game picks brought to you by Gillum Insurance. And also make sure you stop by and see us at our new location, which is located at 228 Broadway Street in Jackson, Ohio. So stop by or give us a call at 740-395-0357. Make sure you're covered. Dakota's, Jackson's premier place for steak and ribs, has been proudly serving the community since 2004. Come out and join us for all your local favorites like our one-of-a-kind onion loaf. Or treat yourself to one of our world-class hand-cut steaks. Enjoy the fall weather fireside on our amazing patio outdoor dining area. At Dakota's, your experience and safety are our number one priority. Here you're always treated like family. That's Dakota's Jackson at 451 McCarty Lane. Great food, great friends, great fun. Nimco Propane is your local propane provider serving all your propane needs. Nimco Propane sets all tank sizes all year round and customer service is their number one priority. Nimco fills all orders in a timely manner and they accept heat vouchers and carry welding supplies. Call the professionals at Nimco Propane today, 740-596-4477 or check them out on Facebook. That's Nimco Propane. Brian Moore Construction specializes in turnkey construction, room additions, kitchen and bathroom remodels, as well as residential and commercial roofing. They also do silicone and acrylic roof coverings. Brian Moore Construction delivers quality craftsmanship on time, on budget, and according to specifications. Choose Brian Moore Construction for your next build, remodel, or roofing project. Call today for a free estimate, 740-418-6140. The coldest beer in town is chilling and ready for you at LS Drive Thru on Route 93 in MacArthur. With the area's largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, LS Drive Thru has the right beverage to quench your thirst. Family owned and operated, LS Drive Thru in MacArthur is here and ready to serve you seven days a week. LS Drive Thru at MacArthur. You won't find a colder beverage anywhere else. You're listening to the home of the Ironman. Mix 96, WKOV-FM Oak Hill, a Jackson County Broadcasting Station. Welcome back to Jackson Ironman Football. The Ironman guaranteed week number 12 and has guaranteed it being here at Alumni Stadium as they roll tonight 44-7 over the Miami Trace Panthers. 37-0 at halftime. Unbelievable. The Ironman were just... And from that, you know, probably the middle part of the first quarter just steamrolled the, the uh, I, don't, I don't know, Miami Trace hit him in that first Yeah, quarter. and, you know, Trace, like we said a month ago, came in and gave 
a, a stellar effort against this Ironman team. Caught themselves down 28 to 7, fought their way back to be in the fourth quarter, down by one score, 35-28. Ironman did have a couple big plays, and one of those was a Jacob Winters walk-in interception for a touchdown, which was certainly fun. But the 49-28 was not really indicative of that game a month ago, but tonight's score was indicative of tonight's game. The Ironman will show that. Yes, Pete's going to have numbers that prove that. I think they only had 20-some yards at halftime total offense. So defense was outstanding. Obviously, when you have 37 points at halftime, your offense was pretty good, too. Uh, special teams doing the job. So big play fun night. Tonight. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Kate Wolford, explosive. Last two weeks, been explosive. And that is the case, I think, of a young man. Remember how explosive he was week one against Logan? Um, he was our player of the game that Logan week, week one, and just outstanding out, ran, ran past people. Then he fought an injury yes, for a good portion of the season there, and as he finally has gotten healthy, you can see that explosive ability and the strength he has gained from last year to this year. He runs through arm tackles. You better put a pretty good hit on Kate if you're going to get him, and you're not going to catch him. No. So... What a game again by that young man. Pete will have those numbers here shortly. All right. Well, why don't we give away some awards, as we always do, this part of the broadcast, and that we'll, we'll turn our attention to the throw collision of the game. Big hit the bound. Our defense was nothing sh short of stellar. They were outstanding tonight. I remember uh, Andrew Davis with a big hit in there. I think he ca caused the fumble that Bo Landrum then recovered inside the 10-yard line. Um, just a number of outstanding plays. It seemed like every time we turned around, A.J. Denny was making tackles in there. Um, excellent play by overall by the defense. But a young man tonight is going to get our Monroe Collision Hit of the Week award winner. He had so many big plays. We could pick a couple of them early in the contest. Miami Trace first possession. They decide after getting a first down, they get into a fourth and two situation, and they're going to play for it. And they run the wrong side. That was toward Braden Proud. Not that the other side's any way to any good way to go. Also, but Braden comes up, makes a tackle, and keeps him short. And it was just seconds later the Ironmen are in the end zone with the lead in the contest. He also had a strip. It was not a sack. He stole the ball from the running back to get a turnover that resulted in another touchdown. And then that explosive run in the second half where he goes up the middle and into the end zone. So what a night by the senior outside linebacker. But the fourth and two hit, you are our Monroe Collision Hit of the Week Award winner. Congratulations, senior outstanding effort tonight. Thank you, Monroe. That's week number 11. They do it every week. And now into the post game, they do the same. Congratulations to Braden Powell. And uh, wow, what a night for the Ironman defense. Now uh, let's do our Gillum Insurance Player of the Game. Well, Ben, thank you, Jason Gillum, for this award. Year after year after year after year, you support this football program. And we and a lot of people do appreciate that. Uh, tonight, I mean, first of all, Cade Wolford, he's going to give numbers. Another outstanding effort back to back. But sorry, Kate, we spread this around a little bit. So there's going to be a young man tonight that we've been saying all along deserves this award, deserves this award. Well, he stepped up tonight early on with a couple big hits, a fumble recovery. He gets tackles endlessly on the special teams. Best cover man defensively How about for us. Third down and uh, long reception. Oh, I did not got to the bubble oh, screen yet. Right. I was getting there. All right. No, all right. I don't forget these things. <laughs> Beautiful catch and a run on a third and long situation that kept that drive going on for a touchdown. But young man, it's just been an outstanding season for him. One of the most improved 
players on this football team from his junior year to his senior year. So congratulations, Jason Gillum, Insurance Player of the Game Award winner, is going to go to Bo Landrum. And he wears number 21. He's a senior, and he's had a big, big night tonight, but a big season. Big senior season, no question about right. that. Thank you, Jason Gillum, for sponsoring this award year after year, week after week. And uh, I know the players love it, and we do too. And how about that band? They're down there entertaining the people left on the home side. We've already had the fight song played for the team, which is always a neat thing that's kind of become tradition for them there. They were in the end zone doing that. Team now has left the field, and the band is entertaining us in a, another fun, fun night at Alumni Stadium. And I think we got a signal, didn't we? We did. The we did. stat man, the best stat man this side of Mississippi, is ready to give us some impressive numbers. All right, the Ironmen run away with the first-round playoff victory, defeating a very good Miami Trace team. We know what they can do. The Ironmen tonight hitting on all cylinders and coming at them early with three touchdowns within two minutes of 10 seconds late in the first quarter, and it was basically over then. The Ironmen go ahead and win by a score of 44 to 7 tonight. It was 37 to nothing at halftime. Running clock, the entire second half. The Ironmen tacked on one more in the third quarter, gave up a touchdown in the fourth quarter, but that was it. Looking at those team stats now, the Ironmen 17 first downs to 6 for Miami Trail. Times 47 scrimmage plays to only 31 for Miami Trace. That's a signal of uh, the defense uh, forcing Miami Trace to punt the ball or not score. Jackson rushed for 344 yards. This is the second week in a row. Coach Andy Hall turned to the infantry for the main mode of attack. They had 50 yards in the air, so give Jackson 394 yards for the game. They had 271 at halftime when uh, you know we were on a regular playing situation before the running clock and all the subs came in. Miami Trace, defensively, uh, defensively from the Ironman, they hold Miami Trace to 37 rushing yards on 18 carries, 57 passing yards. Remember, Miami Trace had only 26 at halftime. Miami Trace ends up with 94 net yards uh, total offense. Pete, run those rushing yards of SB. Jackson had over 300. And Three, 344 rushing yards, 50 passing yards to 394 total. And, and Trace's rushing yards. 37 rushing yards, 57 passing yards to a total of 94. I think every coach will say you got to run the ball and you got to stop the run. And wow, have we done that the last couple of weeks. And I, I'm sure that Miami Trace, they may be 4-7 and seven now, and they may be disappointed with how this game went, but I don't think they've been held under 100, uh, 100, 100 yards of total offense in very many games this season, if any. So, you know, kudos to the defense as well as the offense. Jackson punted twice for 56 yards. Miami Trace punted four times for 40, 147 yards. Here's a big stat. Sometimes we talk about, uh, you know, when the Ironmen uh, had some trouble this year, they lost some close games, turnovers and penalties. Good in both categories. How many turnovers? Not you remember none. That's because there were none. Zero. Zero. That is a right. big the, number. The ball did not even hit the ground, let alone uh, uh, have a possession loss. No interceptions either. Miami Trace had three lost fumbles. They also uh, lost the onside kick, which is like a turnover. Uh, so uh, 
and three fumbles, and boy, some really hard hits, as I mentioned there at halftime when I ran down the stats. This Jackson defense not only putting up the stop sign, but they're hitting people uh, as hard as I've seen them hit all season long now in the tournament. Uh, Jackson only three penalties through 20 yards. Miami Trace only two penalties through six yards. Uh, individually, Cade Wilford, 15 carries, 185 yards, and two touchdowns. That's all in the first half. Uh, Jacob Winters did not play in the second half offensively, but he, uh, he ran for a touchdown. Touchdown in the game also threw for a touchdown in 50 yards and only threw the ball a total of six times. Uh, Nolan Johnson, seven carries, 37 yards and a touchdown. Braden Powell, the senior, you talk about him defensively, he broke loose on a 59-yarder for a touchdown uh, for the Ironman tonight. Helps his yards per carry. Absolutely. Yes, it does. Yeah, normally he's uh, down there carrying them when they only need a yard or so to go, so he had that coming to him. And he earned that for all that great play on defense and special teams. Yep. Uh, Charlie Woodard, five carries, 29 yards. Grant McCarty, five carries, 29 yards. They were the top players coming off the bench, so as to speak to the Ironman. Those guys are hungry, too, and they're performing when they get the chance. On the other side of the ball, Asher LeBeau, uh, their top uh, junior running back, 10 carries for only one yard, and he took some hits tonight for sure. Ironman swarming over uh, the Miami Trace running game and putting in some good licks as well. Uh, uh, the quarterback, Trey Robinette, we know he is a good one. Eight out of 13, one touchdown, no intercepts for 57 yards. So uh, even though he, play, he kept playing well, uh, got a touchdown and moved the ball a little bit there in the second half, still the Ironman do a good job limiting him. Uh, Garrett Guest, uh, their big lanky end who's dangerous, he was limited to three three receptions for 19 yards, and he did have the lone touchdown for Miami Trace. All right. Thank you, Pete Wilson. And uh, Ironman win it 44-7 to tonight. And Coach Hall is, will join us here momentarily. So we'll take a timeout. We'll be back with a Coach Andy Hall right after this timeout. Buying a new home is now an easy process when you work with Howard Hanna Real Estate Services of Southern Ohio. Howard Hanna offers several one-stop shopping options that include mortgage, title, and insurance, along with some awesome buyer and seller-exclusive programs, such as a 100% money-back guarantee, the Buy Before You Sell program, and the Apartment Dwellers Trade-In program. Call Donna and the McNerland Group at 740-577-9551 to find out what works for you. Go green and gold and call it sold. Hey, all you Ironman football fans, we're back with the Gillum Insurance Player of the Game. Tune in each and every week to 96.7 and listen to Dan and Dan give their Player of the Game picks brought to you by Gillum Insurance. And also make sure you stop by and see us at our new location, which is located at 228 Broadway Street in Jackson, Ohio. So stop by or give us a call at 740-395-0357. Make sure you're covered. Thank you. Dakota's, Jackson's premier place for steak and ribs, has been proudly serving the community since 2004. Come out and join us for all your local favorites like our one-of-a-kind onion loaf. Or treat yourself to one of our world-class hand-cut steaks. Enjoy the fall weather fireside on our amazing patio outdoor dining area. At Dakota's, your experience and safety are our number one priority. Here you're always treated like family. That's Dakota's Jackson at 451 McCarty Lane. Great food, great friends, great fun. Robotic surgery, advanced imaging, cutting-edge cancer care, and integrated telehealth. These are several state-of-the-art technologies available at Holzer Health System. 
Our game-changing advancements provide quality outcomes, which means you return to living your life sooner. With innovative technologies close to home, we are taking local health care to the next level. When it comes to your health, think Holzer first. This is Football Friday Night on Mix 96, WKOV-FM, Oak Hill, a Jackson County broadcasting station. Welcome back to Jackson Ironman Football, 44-7, the final here tonight. The Ironman defeat Miami Trace in round one of the Division Three Region 11 playoffs. Coach Andy Hall joins us tonight. Quite a great way to start your week 11. It was. I'll tell you what, I was really excited for our kids. Uh, came out with great energy. You know, we had, you know, we all, everyone knows that, you know, Jake was in the hospital right now, and he's, you know, he's fighting some things and trying to figure it out, and he was on, he was on call. We FaceTimed him before the game, so he was there for, for the prayer and, and for the pregame. And um, the kids got a chance to talk to him, see him for a few minutes. And, and that was a big rally cry for us. You know, our goal was to get him, hopefully, a chance to play, you know, here one more time. And that was uh, his dad sent us that picture yeah. of him following the game and listening to us. Um, we yeah, were He's able to do that. Yeah, and he had, he had a better day today, so that's good. good. We're going to hopefully pile up some good days. But, uh, you know, this is about you know, him tonight. Our, our kids were, you know, our seniors right behind their, their guys. And, and, you know, you know Jake's the captain and, and one of our best players. And, and you know, it just it, it hurt not to have him tonight. But I tell you, our kids played with a great emotion and great enthusiasm. We took this thing. You know, out out of their hands pretty quickly in that first quarter, Coach. You, you had indicated to me what you might do if you get that first score. That they're going for two on the extra points, and it was fun to watch. And knowing that was coming, that made it awful exciting. Just missed that, but we didn't miss much in the first first half of play. We, everything seemed to be working all phases of the game. Yeah, we you know we were able to score quickly. Um, I thought our offensive line just dominated up front tonight. Yeah, those guys were really hungry to put people on their backsides, and, and they did. And, you know, Kate Wolfer had another great night. You know, there, it was five, six yards before he was getting touched, and he'd make a couple cuts, and off he'd go. And A couple of times know, he didn't get touched. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know Eli Berman and, and Nolan Johnson did a great job at fullback, really isolating the linebackers and, and everything. And, you know, they didn't have to throw the ball much tonight, but I thought, you know, Jake did a nice job when he had to. And um, But like I told you in the, pre, in the pregame that we were going, you know, we were going to be doing some things differently, you know, with our – Special teams, you know, Thatcher Brown out, and um, you know how many teams are on their third kicker for the season. I mean, it's just tough. But um, you know, I was proud of Chance Thorpe tonight. I thought he stepped up and, and did a nice job and looked good doing it. When he yeah, was doing it, yeah, yeah. And, and and you know, Billy Hay, you know, he did a great job on, on better kickoffs. Kickoff. Yes, better kickoffs. I'm hoping that that can keep you know improving each and every week with those two guys. But they work. They work so hard and try to get better. And I was really happy to see that. But we knew we were going to onside kick at some point in time, and we worked on it this week. And they lined up exactly the way we thought they would, and, and I told Jake, I said, winners, I said, hey, let's go ahead and do it, and he had a perfect kick, kicked it right to himself, and he died. <laughs> well, at 220, running full speed, I don't think you guys want to run in that, into that, but uh, he got the ball back, and we were able to you know, score quickly, and like I said, the 21 points in that first quarter really I think, put things out of, out of reach quickly. Well, I think you took a little air out of them on their first possession, they get a first down. And then it ends up a fourth and two, and they decide to go for it near mid midfield. And Braden Powell comes up with a big tackle. Yes, All of a sudden, yes. it's our ball on a short field, and we took advantage of it. Yeah, I think Coach Williams took a playbook from my my. Uh, um, well, when you played last. Yeah, I'm like you know, should have learned I maybe not to do that, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, our defense came up with a great stop, and, and that got things going right off the bat. And, um, you know, I thought defensively we were, our goal was to get 11 halves of the ball immediately. 
and I thought we did that. You know, last week they had ran a different offense, a little bit what we've been doing to courthouse. They did the same thing to them. A lot of wing, a lot of buck sweep, and and and, and the down the guard, you know, front side guard pull and kicking out. And we didn't think they were going to try to do that against us. They ran a little bit inside, but I, you know we thought they were going to try to throw the ball more. Putting a guard in the in the backfield there to be a lead block. Yeah, that was a little different formation, uh-huh. you know, and power and so forth. But again, you know, our guys, you know, we, we relish that people want to try to run downhill on us, and uh, you know, that's a challenge for our kids. But uh, you know, I thought our defense just swarmed to the ball, you know, just took everything away early on, and then offensively, again, it goes back to the offensive line. They just, I mean, they're blowing up holes, and you know, when you're seniors and they understand it could be your last game. You know, you get a little extra energy out of them. And, you know, like I said, we had a lot to play for. You know, again, playing home in the first round is exciting. We had great weather tonight. Um, we had a great crowd, you know, and, and so forth. And we're going to try to do some things next week with the crowd. I know last year we did a, a, a canned food drive for our kids. I think we're going to try to do that this week. Uh, got some people want to volunteer and, and donate money to buy tickets for the student section. And then we're going to do some type of, like, you know, bringing a can of food and you get a free ticket to the game next week because, you know, with tickets Good. being eight ten bucks, I mean that's that's it's not it's, cheap. It's all of a sudden gets steep. And yeah, it's a little bit hard. You got to go online to get them and everything. Right. And so. the fact that you know we get none of the money, mm-hmm. you know, the state gets it all. So, you know, that's kind of hard. But uh, we're going to try and make, you know, work some things out where we can get our kids here next week, and and we know it'll be the last home game for our seniors, regardless of uh, the situation. But um, you know, this team's hungry. You know, they understand that you know there's a lot of things ahead of them that can happen. Um, you know, we don't know tonight. With Granville and Bell Fountain right now, Granville's up uh, 19-14 with about 10 minutes to go. That's a back-and-forth battle. And last time we played Granville, they just beat us to death. Uh, I remember that beating like it happened yesterday. But, um, you know, Bell Fountain's never been out here before. We've never played. So, again, two teams that are really talented. You know, Bell Fountain's got a quarterback going to Florida. Um, they've got a tailback that's probably one of the best tailbacks in the state of Ohio. Granville's just got a bunch of great high school football players. I mean, they're just well-disciplined. Good program. Great, great program, like great our... talented kids, yeah. Um, like I said, I wouldn't mind seeing them again because, like I said, we took a beating two or three years ago that was just unbelievable. But, uh, but no, again, go back to our kids. You know, I thought, you know, we got a chance to play a lot of kids tonight. Um, you know, going in 37 nothing at halftime was just – you know, it was a it was a nice thing. Not not that we were expecting that to happen, but I thought we'd play really well, and we did. And I um, mean, just again, very happy for our kids. Early in the year, I wasn't sure we were winning the battle in the trenches. Tonight, we have that senior offensive line. We bragged immensely about them. Yeah. But you also threw a freshman in there, getting a lot of snaps in there with them. Uh, Jake yeah. Allen seems to be getting better and better. Yeah, Jake Allen's coming around, and and you know, we got Gavin Jones playing tight end a little bit more. Him and you know, Buddy Butcher and and so forth. And of course. Uh, you know, Drew Wiley playing that wing spot, which is another tight end. He did a he nice job. He loves lead block. He yes. just loves to grind. And um, like I said, didn't have to do a lot in the passing game tonight, uh, which was nice. Um, but like I said, up front on both sides of the ball was key to dominate. And, you know, we pride ourselves in being tough. And, and you know, in games, as we get through the playoffs, you know, that toughness is going to have to show. And um, I thought it did tonight. I going to say the same thing on the defensive side. Our front three, you go with yeah. three guys up there, and you didn't have to send a lot of extra people because all right. three were making plays, it seemed like, one after the other. You know, A.J. Denny had a great game again tonight. Yep. Um, you know, Bryce Delaney at nose guard just caused all kinds of havoc. And then, of course, we know David Norris has been a two-year starter. He's been one of our best defensive linemen for a long time. Those three guys really ate up blocks and, and, and got in the backfield. I thought our two, our three inside linebackers tonight, I thought Drew Wiley and 
and Buddy Butcher and Andrew Davis had great games. Andrew Davis had that, that one tackle. Oh, my God. Whoa. I mean, he I could still hear that thing and called the fumble, and we scooped, and Bo Landrum almost scored off of it. I thought Bo did a nice job tonight playing their number one receiver, and the kid's 6'4", great athlete, just was all over him. Uh, he got us a couple times in the first game, and Bo said, I want him in this. Want to get away but just can't leave the fur babies? Well, call the Red Woof Inn. That's right, the Red oh. Inn with a W in Exciting. MacArthur. And the Red Woof Inn really... is your locally family-owned and operated... I think we just got knocked off the air. Hello? We have Coach Hall here, and the fun thing about this is, you know how exciting playoff football is, having that whole week to get... The school and everybody pumped up. Right. You, you know, I know your kids practice hard. Oh, yeah, they do. Seniors, they really work hard at it, and it is fun to look forward to it. And like I said, we don't know who we're going to get to play. I'd like to see Granville head back down here. Wouldn't we, mind it. We do owe them one on that. <laughs> we wouldn't one. mind it. It would be fun. And they're a well-coached team, and it would be a great contest. Well, Coach, mm-hmm. congratulations on the big win tonight. I know your your mission's not over with. We've yeah. Been, uh, week number 12 coming up next Friday night here at home. Yeah, we'll enjoy this win tonight, and then tomorrow our staff will be, you know, we bringing down film, you know, all weekend, and we'll meet Sunday night and, and um, get a game plan ready for next week. So, again, very excited about being able to move on to the next next challenge here. All right. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. See you next week. It's Coach Andy Hall, 44-7. to Airman victorious here tonight over Miami Trade. Yeah, it was fun, and it's always fun to do these playoff games. And like I said, it's the 27th playoff game in the history of Jackson, and we've got to do every one of them. Are we spoiled? (laughs) We are spoiled. All right. Well, we thank Pete Wilson for coming back and uh, had a good night here. But, boy, the stats tonight. We didn't talk too much about the defense. We were focused on the offense in the end. But But we also said we scored on – 21-0, 21-0, we scored on three short fields. Defense is doing something right, aren't yes, they? Yes, yes. yes. Right. a turnover, a tackle on fourth down, and an onside kick, and wow, 21-0, and it was basically over then. All right, next Friday night here at Alumni Stadium, Jackson Armour will take on either the Grandfield Blue Aces or Bell Fountain here at Alumni Stadium, and that uh, kickoff is scheduled for 7 p.m. Until next week, for Pete Wilson and Dan Marlin, this is Dan Darman saying so long, everyone. Would you like to work closer to home, save money on gas, and be rewarded for your hard work and attendance? Then Belicio Foods is looking for you. That's right. Belicio Foods is now hiring for multiple positions and shifts with great employee benefits and on-site health clinic, competitive wages, and advancement opportunities. Belicio Foods is a company that truly values their employees. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com slash careers. When your vehicle or semi finds itself stuck on the road, call the rescue team at Angles Garage and Wrecker Service located at 10992 Chillicothe Pike in Jackson. They provide 23 and a half hours of damage-free towing and recovery service. Whether you need roadside service, a tow, or repairs, you can count on their team to get the job done. Angles Garage and Wrecker Service is also an authorized U-Haul dealer. Call Angles Garage and Wrecker Service at 577-3636. Let's hook up.
You can be sure that you're getting the right coverage at the right price. At the Sheward Folks Insurance Agency, it's all about relationship. We work one-on-one with you to make sure your auto, home, farm, or business is protected by a quality insurance company. That's why we work with Ohio Mutual Insurance Group. We know you can trust Ohio Mutual to protect what matters most to you and your family. Once you see how Ohio Mutual cares for your needs, you'll trust them as well. Give us a call at 740-286-1708. We can recommend the best coverage from the best companies like Ohio Mutual. Go Ironman. High school football is back. At Queen Bee Cleaning, we understand what this means for families. Long nights and dirty equipment thrown throughout the house. As a parent myself, I know how fast they can all pile up. Let your players focus on sweeping the floors with their opponents. Queen Bee can handle the ones at home. We offer professional cleaning with a personal touch. We're insured and offer cleaners for both residential and commercial properties. So if the busyness of the season has you in a pinch, call Queen Bee Cleaning at 740-418-2710 or message us on our Facebook page today. Osborne Equipment Service. Is you out there? You sure you've got the right number? Is he there? What's he look like? He's got white hair and spots. Is Ralph your dog? He's a Dalmatian. Why would he be here at Osborne Equipment Service? You always say you have something for everyone. We do with service for trucks, trailers, buses, and RVs, and we're family-owned and operated. Maybe you should look in your backyard for Ralph. I'll just call his cell phone. Your diesel specialist since 1979. Osborne Equipment Service in Jackson, Ohio. Call 800-937-3501. This is Joel Wood with Infinity Insurance Solutions in Jackson. Having the right players in the right places is critical for positive outcome. We at Infinity Insurance Solutions have some of the best. This puts Infinity Insurance Solutions in the best position to get the best insurance value for your business, business auto, home, personal auto, classic vehicle, life, IRAs, and annuities. Let our team find the best solution for you. Infinity Insurance Solutions of Jackson. Call Joel Wood, Shauna Davis, or Dwayne Boring at 740-286-4385. Do you have a roofing or siding project? At Higgins, they manufacture steel roofing and siding every business day. With 16 colors in stock and 70,000 pieces of trim, they are prepared to ship your project immediately. Remember Higgins for your 40-year warranted, Energy Star compliant, American-made steel roofing and siding. Located on AC Avenue, just off 35 in Jackson. Call 800-782-4239 or visit them on the web at HigginsRoofing.com. Like the hard work of off-season conditioning and pre-season training to prepare a team for a grueling season ahead, now is the time to start thinking and preparing for next tax season so on tax day, you score big. Be on the winning team and let H&R Block of Jackson's experienced tax professionals lead you to victory. Call Sally or Allison at 740-286-5601 for all your personal and business tax questions. H&R Block of Jackson, they know everything about taxes. Forget the tricks, it's all treats with a new LS tractor from Wagner Rental in Jackson. Hurry in, because now through October 31st, during the Blue Ribbon Savings Event, you can take an additional $1,000 off any of their new select models. That's right, up to $1,000 off an already low-priced and versatile LS tractor. More performance, more features, more satisfaction, and more warranty for less money. Come to Wagner Rental on Burlington Road in Jackson to get your savings and experience firsthand the LS difference. Same wins October 31st. <laughs> 
With power and versatility, the Kubota M7 tractor is built for hay and forage work. With up to 168 horsepower, it has superior loader lift capacity, easy-to-use controls, and all-day comfort. It also comes with your choice of a 30 by 15 semi-power shift or Kubota variable transmission, and it was rated number one in durability and owner experience. Talk to or visit your hometown Kubota dealer, Rice or Equipment of Lucasville on US 23 or in Jackson at 486 Burlington Road for a demo today or visit them online at riceorequipment.com or on Facebook. Like New Cleaning Services is a locally owned, family operated cleaning service based in Jackson. Like New provides a variety of cleaning services, including residential and commercial, and pressure washing. If you don't have the time or the heart to clean it, let Like New revive your dirtiest and lift your spirits. You can rest knowing the job was done right. For a done right cleaning service where quality meets integrity, call Like New Cleaning Services today for a free quote at 740 879 5055. That's 879 5055. The Jackson County Health Department HOPE Initiative is offering free naloxone to those who wish to have a supply of the life-saving medication. Opiates take lives and naloxone saves them. Get your free naloxone kit. Stop by the health department or call and they can mail it to you. They also offer contactless delivery. Help save someone's life with free naloxone. Provided by the Jackson County Health Department. 200 East Main Street in Jackson. Call 740-286-5094. Stop overdoses. Carry naloxone. No job too big, no job too small. Dunaway Motorsports Garage does it all. Located at 108 Chillicothe Street in Jackson, Dunaway Motorsports Garage is open and ready to repair. Specializing in automotive and farm equipment service and repair, as well as hydraulic cylinder repair, welding, and fabrication. Dunaway Motorsports Garage has the right kind of service for you, including the parts you bring. Stop in or call Leroy or Sherry Dunaway at 740-577-9281. You've been listening to Football Friday Night in Southern Ohio and Jackson Ironman Football on Mix 96 FM and around the world on the Total Media Radio app. Jackson Ironman Football has been brought to you by Auto and Truck Tire Center, Iron City Implements, Wagner Rental, Jackson County Health Department, Glass Garage, Holzer Health Systems, Howard Hanna Realtors, Higgins Steel Roofing, Dunaway Motorsports Garage, Infinity Insurance Solutions, Honda Suzuki Polaris KM and KO of Jackson, Red Wolf Dog Kennel, Angles Garage, General Mills Totinos, Webb's Heating and Cooling, Brian Moore Construction, Dakota's Roadhouse, Gallia Vinton Educational Service Center, Temple Fitness, Gillum Insurance, sponsor of the Player of the Game. Hothead Burritos, sponsor of the Coach Andy Hall pregame show. And Monroe Collision Center, sponsor of the Collision of the Game. Jackson Ironman Football has also been brought to you by Sheward Folks Insurance, Belicio Foods, Ohio Valley Bank, H&R Block of Jackson, Leella Lanes of Wellston, Paisley Permanent Cosmetics, Atomic Credit Union, A&A Truck Stop, Dave's Custom Butchery, Dan Daly State Farm Insurance, Nimco Propane, Four Winds Community, Riser Equipment, McDonald's of Jackson, Queen Bee Cleaning, Miguel Christian Salon and Day Spa, Osborne Equipment Service, Jackson County Banking Center, Darrow Insurance Agency, and Light New Cleaning. Don't miss a snap of Jackson Ironman football all season long on Mix 96 FM and around the world on the Total Media Radio app. 
Football Friday Night in Southern Ohio has been a presentation of Total Media and Jackson County Broadcasting.